Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina, episode 131. I am one of your hosts of this show, Josh902, and this is the other host of this show. And I'm DT3. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing out there? We didn't have a show last week. That's on account of me. I was sick. Um, so we didn't have a show. I spent a lot of time sleeping and recovering, getting and feeling, trying to feel better. Um, so that's why we didn't have a show last week. I just figured we'll get that out of the way right off the gate and be like, that's what happened. So that's what happened. Um, so we have some stuff to catch up on this week that we missed last yep, week we and got, stuff uh, like that as well. So we got two weeks worth of news, so it's going to be uh, going to be a lot. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see how quickly we go through. Sometimes we say it's a lot, and we go through it pretty fast, but we'll see. Yeah. We, we definitely have we definitely have some things to talk about, though, so it'll be fun. We do. There's a lot of videos, trailers, movie trailers, TV trailers to look at, game trailers too, probably. When we get to the news, we'll be looking at that stuff. Um, but the thing we usually do when we start up a show is what we've been up to. So DT3, what have you been up to the past couple weeks, my friend? So, uh, playing, uh, so for the Fortnite season, the current one is about to end this, uh, this weekend, uh, on Saturday. So I've been trying to, you know, hurry, get through all the, you know, remaining stuff for that. Um, I'm excited for the next season, which starts on the 18th. It's called Paradise. We don't really know a whole much about it right now, but going from vibing to paradise, we'll see how that's all. You know, we'll see what's up with that. But um, I watched the movie Nope. Um, it was uh quite interesting. It wasn't uh quite what I expected, but I thought it was still uh pretty good. Um, probably the, I would say maybe the best Jordan Peele movie that he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done that one, Get Out, and um, uh, Us. I haven't seen Us. I've seen Get Out like once, and then now I've seen Nope. So I, w- I would put Nope up there, uh, probably as the best one. Um, I started Elden Ring on stream. Uh, we'll be playing more of that tomorrow, but I started that up, and that's been fun. Uh, as you guys know, I'm not a big Souls-like game kind of person. Um, so I was kind of like, I wasn't really interested in this game at first. But, uh, you know, as, as it came out and I saw some people playing it and I saw that you can make a samurai class and all that, I got a little bit more interested and intrigued. And, uh, yeah. They, uh, I was gifted the game to, to, to try it out because I was... I was like, well, I'll maybe give it a shot, and I did. And here we are, finally now, months later, finally playing it, and uh, I'm enjoying it. So it's been pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I watched yeah. the Lobster. Uh, which is a crazy ass movie. If you've never seen the Lobster, that is a that I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like. The the main the main the main dude in the movie is uh uh what's his name Colin Farrell, and it has like John C. Riley in it and and the dude from uh the the Bond movies what's his name uh fuck the 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 like the dude behind the 
the glasses dude fuck i forgot his name dude but he's like q or m or one of those i, I don't remember yeah, q? the guy anyway, that invents q them. yeah yeah that guy q sorry yeah. uh He's in it, and a few other people are in it. Like Rachel Weisz is in it, and it, and anyway, it, it's 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 a it's a kooky ass movie, but it was it was, it was good. Um, obviously, you've been watching She Hulk. We'll be doing an episode on that uh, in the near future when that's over. Uh, keeping up with the Rings of Power as well. Watch the first three episodes. We'll be doing an episode on that. Uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, been some really crazy episodes past few ones um just in, insane like like bruce with his parents and harley and ivy and fucking king shark and if you guys have seen it you know it's, it's pretty nuts um keep house of the dragon keeping up with that show as well been doing that uh the marvelous mrs Maisel. i uh a show i like you guys know that i like that one i have uh i was behind a season the one that came out earlier this year i finally caught up and watched it all so uh we're, we're I'm, I'm fully caught up on that now so it was really it was another another good season in my opinion uh we started up playing conan exiles there's a server up for that so there's been a group of us that have been playing that i haven't really had a chance to play it too much the past few days but i have hopped on for you know a little bit here and there um but i do want to play more of that and keep leveling up and all that good stuff but yeah that game's it's cool you know every well when we get when we get to playing those survival games those are always fun uh you know just playing it with friends uh watch the animated movie wolf walkers which was pretty damn cool man i really like the animation style of it like very like hand-drawn kind of kind of deal that was really good strong rec strong recommend that movie strongly recommend that one if you haven't seen it wolfwalkers check it out it's, it's a really cool animated one and then of course i watched cobra kai which we'll talk about next half of the show and it was my birthday this weekend um oh yeah so one of the one of the gifts was finally getting my audio upgraded um, so as you, you guys can see the new mic here, I got a new audio setup. That's why I probably sound crispier than before. Um, but yeah, man, I got a mini go XLR to go along with all of the things. And now this sound is on point. I love it. It's great. Uh, can't thank everybody enough who contributed to getting me the go XLR. Now I already had the mic and a few other things ready to go, but now you know you're putting everything together, getting it all set up. Now we got that crispiness, super crispy audio. So I'm I'm glad to finally go from USB to XLR. It it it's it's so much better. Um, but makes yeah, me wanna, kind of makes me want to upgrade my setup to listen to your new quality and stuff. But like, man, a good audio yeah, guys out there, it's not cheap. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why it's been taking me forever to get everything going, man. But we finally got it thanks to the help of, you know, a lot of generous uh, people. But, uh, you know, we, we, we got it finally. I'm very happy with it. I'm glad. It was actually surprisingly not that difficult to set up. Um, it's pretty straightforward, like connecting everything together, putting it together. Um, in terms of like getting the settings right, you know, like uh, Jake helped me out with, with, the, with that as well. So it was like the, the, 
the like setup time in terms of the software stuff was cut in like was cut by so much time like i could have spent so long trying to figure everything out but yeah he helped me out with that and and yeah dude I, honestly if, if you can at some point do it josh strong strongly strongly recommend it, it is it is very very nice having this type you know having xlr but anyway that's uh that's pretty much uh what i've been up to um but yeah your turn my friend all right sorry i had somebody knocking at my door there for a minute um it is nice to have a mixer and and being able to control your audio through like maybe i want to mute game sound maybe i want to mute you know my voice chat for a re minute you know and and just that maybe i want to listen to music but the stream can't listen to the music because of copyright or whatever so having like your own whole professional setup is like the best thing ever that's why i like the wave three for the most part because i get a virtual one but man it would be nice to have like the actual physical one um but yeah here's the things i've been up to in addition to you know kind of being kind of sick last week i watched some movies i was in like a weird mood i was watching like some romantic comedies dramedies type dealio so we watched um larry crown i had never seen larry crown which has a uh, Tom Hanks and it. it's from fucking uh, 2011 about like uh, a dude that works in like a big box retail store that is obviously meant to be Kmart and ends up losing his job. So he ends up going back to college, um, which is kind of interesting. And it has t Tom Hanks is in it. Julia Roberts in it. Brian Cranston's in it, which is it's so hmm. funny to and it was one of those movies like I kept watching it and I was like, Wait a minute. I know I know you from other things. Rami Mal Rami Malik's in it. Rami fucking Malik wow. is in this movie and I was in it I I never seen it and this is like if I had watched this movie years ago it would have been the first thing I'd ever seen him in but he's in it and he plays like a he plays like a stoner bro kind of a little bit in it. Um but the movie is, uh, I think it's worth a watch. It's a decent movie. It's not hilarious. or I mean, it's not like crazy good or anything like that. But I think it's worth a watch, especially if you're a Tom Hanks fan like me. Love Tom Hanks. Watch most of the uh, movies that, that he's in. I still haven't watched Elvis yet, but I, it's on my list. Um, She-Hulk. Continuing to watch She-Hulk. Um, I watched The Lake House. I'd never sat down and watched The Lake House all the way through, which was a, uh, like a fantasy romance. Have you ever seen The Lake House, DT? It's got Keanu in I it. I don't, uh, I don't believe I have, actually. So it has Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock in it. And the, the, the elevator pitch is that they both live in this house, but they're at different, uh, points of time. And their mailbox mm. is like a, a time travel device. Like, they can send things through the mailbox. It's interesting. Um, mm. And I don't feel like that's a spoiler. The whole movie is, is built around that premise. So it is like, yeah, this is kind of how it works at the, at the start of this movie. A very interesting movie. Um, that's it. And it's so weird to see Keanu in it. Like, I'm so used to seeing him as John Wick and murdering a bunch of dudes on screen nowadays. Um see him in a, in a romantic fantasy movie is kind of interesting um 
Uh, Conan Exiles. We've been playing a lot of Conan Exiles the past uh, couple weeks. We've played it so much that we've I played it, and I've played it to the point where it's like I'm kind of winding down from playing it a little bit, although I do need to play it some more. Um, Rings of Power. Literally, at 1 p.m., I watched the newest episode, so it's very fresh in my mind, and it's going to be interesting when we talk about it on the show. Um in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, sure. Um, House of the Dragon, been watching that still. I'm caught up. I watched... Uh, uh, I was an invoice last night, and there's usually a, a group watch that happens, but uh, I missed I missed that, but I ended up watching the newest episode um, on my own this morning because uh, uh, I woke up at, like, I don't know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., my sleep schedule is a little jacked up right now, if you guys don't know. I've been awake a long time at this point. Um, uh, so I ended up watching watching that. Um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have started that show. Uh, I've watched... Uh, I've watched episodes 1, 2, 3, and 4 of season 1. DT has recommended it to me in the past. And I know he's watching the current season um yeah i already i already watched it all it's one of those shows that i always like it's it's like different right because a lot of the stuff you know like oh game of thrones fucking you know house of the dragon and you know star wars and this and that and marvel and and it's all that is like you know is that but this is like just you know comedy show yeah. set in the you know 1950s and whatnot and it's it's just you know it's different it's, it's and, I, and i and i really like it man it's 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 fun it's it's making me laugh, and that's what's getting me about it. It's like in all this, right now we're watching a lot of things that are very serious, right? We're watching Lord of the Rings, watching uh, House of the Dragon. Those aren't really like funny shows, right? Like it's not things that make me laugh. Uh, so it, it's very serious and at times dark things. So uh, marvelous Miss Maisel making me laugh is nice. I you know I download the. I told DT this, I, I download the episodes on my tablet uh, because Prime Video lets you do that. And I go out to the workshop, which currently does not have internet, and I will fix that at some point. Um, and while I'm working on like a set of dice or something, I have my my earbuds in and I'm uh, watching the episode of uh, Miss Maisel as I work. So it's like killing two birds with one stone. Um, I tried to do it with the newest episode of Lord of the Rings, right? The other day I went out and I was like, you know, I got two episodes of Mrs. Maisel and I got Lord of the Rings. So I watched Lord of the Rings and I'll watch Mrs. Maisel. I turned on Lord of the Rings and I immediately realized if I'm going to watch the show, I have to pay close attention to it. So I can't mm -hmm. work at the same time as I do it. But Mrs. Maisel, I pay attention to it. But the dialogue is so like there's always something happening. Somebody's always talking that it's like it's easier to follow. Uh, even though I'm still yeah, yeah, working. I get that. Um, so it's it's a nice that I'm working show, and that is not like I'm ignoring it. No, I'm not ignoring it. I'm enjoying the show quite a bit. Um, but it's just easier to follow uh, while I'm out working at the at the workshop. So um, I played a little bit of Cher Chernobylite, which is kind of like a, a, a stalker esque uh, uh, Chernobyl uh, Supernatural at times, a little bit of a horror game kind of um, I haven't played a whole lot of it, I only played a little bit of it um, 
So yeah, and then uh, Cobra Kai, where uh, which uh, we've watched and we'll be talking about in the second half of the show. Um, so that's kind of all I've been up to the past uh, weeks. Uh, oh, the weight update. I need to update the weight. Uh, you know, I've been dieting and trying to do better here on the show. So this the past couple weeks, guys, we've hit a bit of a snag with the with weight loss. I have a kind of plateaued, which is normal, a normal thing that happens. And we talk about it on the show because it's a you know, if you're out there trying to lose weight or something, trying to live a happier life, I want you to, well, we want to, I want to document a little bit of it, you know, when I, when I succeed or when I have failures or, or stalls or holdups. So, mm-hmm. um, two weeks ago, I, I've been dieting for six weeks now. If you're wondering why I looked over there, I have a dry erase board that I write down, <clears throat> write down the week and uh, the weight for that week. So I can look over there and be like, I'm on week six and how much weight I've lost by that, by that week. Um, so two weeks ago, I had a cheat day at the end of the month. I I had been dieting for, uh, four weeks at that point. Uh, so I had a cheat day, which was, uh, some Japanese food. Um, uh, so rice, teriyaki chicken and that. And then, uh, that, that was just one meal. That was the one meal. And, um, on the weigh-in day, I had gained a pound back. So that I was kind of expecting that because I had a cheat day. Um, so when you do that, your body will start to retain water and, and you will gain a little bit of weight back. Um, and then I've, I've been going forward with the diet ever since. On this past weigh-in, I lost like four ounces. That was it, just four ounces. So I'm still, I'm kind of stalled a little bit at the moment with the weight loss. Uh, I will admit it was a little disappointing uh, to step on the scale and not see a bigger number go down, but it, it is what it is. You can kind of, it's going to happen even if you're perfect. Um, you will plateau at points and you will uh, not lose any weight or not gain any weight. If you're trying to gain weight, there are people that do try to gain weight for muscle mass and stuff like that. And uh, I think the biggest thing is try not to be disappointed with it when you see it, even though it's hard not to. Um, uh, because it's normal, because there are people that will you will go like a week or two without losing weight. And then the next time you weigh in, it will be weird and you've lost 10 pounds somehow. It's very dieting and weight loss is like it's not a short term thing. It's a long term thing. So a little note of inspiration for you guys. If you if, if your scales ain't moving, don't get too disappointed. You know, just keep trying to do the best you can. You're not perfect. Eat when you're hungry. Don't don't starve yourself or any of that craziness. You know, do it the right way. So I did want to I did want to bring that up because we have talked about it on the show in the past, and I think it's a good thing to talk about. Um. So yeah, that's about everything I've been up to, my friends out there that are following the show. Okay, DT, what do you say? We're gonna hop into some of this here gaming news. Let's my do friend. it because we have uh, we have we have quite a bit to go through. So let's let's get on it. Let's do it. The text is updated. It's just taking a moment on the stream. So the first piece of news that we have here is that Quantic Dream has been acquired by NetEase. So Quantic Dream, the developer behind games such as Detroit Become Human and Heavy Rain, has been acquired by NetEase Game, one of China's largest video game companies whose catalog of games developed and published include Knives Out, 
Naraka Blade Point and more. Uh, NetEase. The news came from a posting released by NetEase that called Quantic Dream its first studio in Europe. Uh, it's unclear how much the acquisition costs NetEase, but the developer publisher says it will allow the studio to continue to operate independently, focusing on creating and publishing games while supporting third-party developed titles too. Uh, the CEO of NetEase, William Ding, in a, wrote in a press conference, We are thrilled to embark on an exciting new stage of growth to Quantic Dream. Bound by our shared vision, mutual trust, and respect, NetEase will continue to fulfill our promise to support Quantic Dream to realize its full potential. By combining the wild creativity and exceptional narrative focused on Quantic Dream with NetEase's powerful facilities, resources, and execution capabilities, we believe there are infinite possibilities that could redefine the interactive entertainment experience we provide for players worldwide. So, another uh, another change of uh, ownership here uh, for another video game company. There's been a lot of that going on recently. You know, obviously with like you know, uh, Microsoft getting Activision and Blizzard, and you know, Sony getting Bungie, and you know, Sony also getting Jade Raymond Studio, Haven Studios, and you know, so there's been there's been a lot of shakeups, and this is just another one that will be added to the list. Quantic Dream is also like as I as as I mentioned, they did Detroit Become Human and uh um uh Heavy Rain and, and those types of games. They're also the ones doing the upcoming Star Wars Eclipse. Uh for those wondering. Um so we'll see how this uh you know change uh affects that game going forward. But uh yeah. Any uh thoughts on this one, uh Josh? No, not have you really. have you have you played any have you played any other games actually? No, that's what I was fixed to say. It's like I don't think I've even played a Quantic Dreams game. <laughs> funnily enough, um, I I I think I've I, I'm uh, Heavy Rain. I found fascinating when it came out, but I didn't play it. I think I watched some streamers play parts of it, but not like all of it. Um, uh, but yeah, I I haven't really I haven't played I don't think I've played any of them. Um, uh, I might try Detroit Become Human one day. You know, I, I wouldn't mind checking out uh, that game because it looked interesting at the time. I think I tried a demo for it. I think I tried a demo for Detroit Become Human way back when, uh, before it came out. I think because that's when you play demos. Um, for the most part. But yeah, I don't think I've ever played any of them. So I don't I don't really have any thoughts on this one, guys. I'm sorry about that, but uh, it's interesting. All right. Well, we can move on to the next thing then, which is that Tencent Sony collectively acquire 30% of developer from software. So again, the, ac the acquisitions continue. Uh, Gematsu posted a press release from Koro Korokawa Corporation, the parent company behind From Software, and it says that through third-party allotment, uh, Six Joy Hong Kong, a Tencent holding subsidiary, has purchased 16.25% of From Software shares, while SIE has acquired 14.9%. Despite this, however, 
Kotokawa Corporation is still the largest shareholder of From Software holding 69.66% of the shares. Through the implementation of fund procurement, From Software will aim to proactively invest in development of more powerful of a more powerful game IP for itself to strengthen From Software's development capabilities and will seek to establish a framework that allows the expansion of the scope of its own publishing in the significantly growing global market. In addition to these purposes, for an increase of the number of users in the global market for game IP from software creates and develops, from software decided to conduct a third-party allotment to Sixjoy within the Tencent Group, which has strengthened its capabilities to develop and deploy mobile games and other network technolo- technologies in the global market, including China and SIE within the Sony Group, which has strengthened its capabilities to deploy IP in games, videos, and various other media in global market, and concurrently, concurrently and separately. Um, so yeah, uh, just another, uh, like I said, and the, but the previous story, just lot, lots of acquisitions going on right now. Yeah. All over the and, place. And Tencent, Tencent's been investing in lots of stuff and owns lots, lots of, uh, yeah. uh, studios, IP and things. So it's not really that surprising. Uh, I think so interesting nonetheless plus it's only 30 percent uh as well so it's not like they own the entire deal just a just a chunk right. of it like the what it means basically is like from software's making a lot of money right now they're probably gonna keep making a lot of money so we should get in yeah. on this gravy train before it gets its biscuit wheels you know <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty uh, much yeah which makes sense because uh, the they from software hit a, hit it out of the park with with uh, Elden Ring and and uh, and I can tell you that because I played it and DT's playing it, which means yep. they got people that don't normally play those games playing that game, right? So yep, that means you're making money. <laughs> uh oh yeah okay what do we have next DT? All right. Uh, the next thing we have is that Sons of the Forest has been delayed yet again, but this time they also gave a price point. So End Night Games put up a tweet on Twitter uh, on the 31st of August saying, Hey, everyone, due to the scope of our new game, Sons of the Forest, it has been hard to pinpoint an exact release date. And today we have to delay one last time, giving us time to complete and polish. We feel it is needed. We will release February 23rd, 2023, priced at $29.99. And they also have a little 10 or 12 second video to go along with it. Honestly, in my opinion, uh, I don't remember how much the, the original for the forest game costs. The fact that this is only thirty bucks is kind of cool, I think. Yeah, because it's not a, it's not a full price game or anything. In terms of the 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 uh, being delayed again, I mean, whatever, dude. It's it was supposed to be released earlier this year. It just kept getting delayed. It'll be ready when it's ready. I'd rather have a a, a playable game than something that's not, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna look up just right now to curiosity how much the original forest costs. Just for right now, I'm sure it's had it's twenty dollars. 
right now on Steam, which is no sales, and it's probably had some price drops. But I remember the original Forest game, I believe, was an early access game, which meant that you could usually... I don't remember for sure, because I didn't play the Forest till much later. Um, which means you could usually get on that train, right, of getting those games a little for a little bit of a cheaper price. Um, yeah. So uh, the price here, I think, is reasonable. Uh, perfectly reasonable. In the era that we're in, right, with the next-gen shit, where they're fucking increasing the prices by a $10 going up to be like, you got to pay $69.99 you want to play this. Fuck you, man. I'll play the Sons of the Forest for 30 bucks. All right? And I'll get a ton more enjoyment out of that. You know how many times, guys, out there that we played the original Forest? I think we beat that game like three, four fucking times. We played it a lot. Um, yeah, I beat it. I beat it at least twice for both endings. So, yeah. We, Definitely played it. And we played it more than that, too, though. Sure. Yeah, we've gotten our money's worth out of the OG Forest. And I am sure that if the Sons of the Forest is anything like the first one we are gonna get more than our money's worth out of it right like i put two dollars an hour what is it two dollars an hour or something like that for for gameplay so that means for every hour i'm investing two bucks uh so if i get 30 hours out of it hey i've i've made made uh uh you know it made 60 dollars worth it right so if i play this for for 15 hours Make that thirty dollars worth it. Easy, easy. So, um, and I'm definitely gonna be playing that. Like we're all gonna be playing that. We loved the forest. We will be playing the Sons of the Forest. As for the delay, it is what it is, man. I want a good game, not a shit game. And uh, I'm fucking I, shit. I'd be fine with it coming out of October of next year if they delayed it again. I don't care because I want a good game um, to play with my friends, not a steaming pile of trash. Which is what we get when you rush a game and let it out before you should. All right, DT, what do we got next? All right. Next up, let's talk about Halo Infinite's campaign co-op, Forge Beta, and more arriving in November. So Halo Infinite's long-awaited co-op campaign will finally arrive on November 8th as a part of the game's big winter update. 343 Industries released a video running down what it calls its biggest content update yet. Uh, breaking down the Forge beta, new multiplayer maps, and more. So if you want to throw that video up, Josh, there's also a bit of a roadmap image uh, below. If you scroll down a little bit, we can check that out as well. But yeah, like I said, they do have a video. If you want to throw that up. Yeah, let's check this video out. Let me get over here. And Okay. This video is 31 minutes long, so we're obviously not going to watch so, the entire thing. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Honestly, we could probably just look at the roadmap. I didn't realize this video was that long. <laughs> okay. Let, let's, let's just look at the roadmap. All right, let me pull that up. All right, here we go, guys. Roadmap. We're up. What do we got? So, November 8th through March 7th, we have the Forge Beta, Co-op, or campaign network co-op and mission replay. Uh free 30 tier battle pass. New maps. Attachment and Argyle. Um uh, January event join point. New game mode covert one flag. December event winter contingency two. 
quality of life improvements and match XP beta. So that's all coming on the Halo Infinite Winter update from November 8th through March 7th. Then, with the Halo Infinite Echoes Within Season 3 begin March 7th through the June 27th, it'll be it'll bring new maps for Arena and Big Team Battle. It'll bring a new weapon called the M392 Bandit. New equipment, Shroud Screen, new 100-tier Battle Pass. Custom game browser, new narrative event, in-game reporting, Forge beta updates, new game modes, VIP and escalation, quality of life improvements, and new and a new fracture event. So there's your roadmap for fall and winter. Uh, as of September 1st, subject to change, but that's what it's looking like for now. Um, uh, honestly, I, I may have to go back and try the game out for again because I mean, I'll, to be honest, I haven't played it in a long time. I know we a lot of us used to play it a lot when it first came out, but I just haven't like dedicated any time to it really because I mean, for a while mm-hmm. that was like the shoot the shooter that we played, like I said, when it first came out. Yeah, but then like we kind of just you know we have an extra thing to add on to here, by the way. Um with the halo infinite stuff as well as like i was gonna say i uh i'm not gonna lie i uninstalled this the other day (laughs) because it's gigantic and was taking up so much space on my hard drive but the uh the follow-up here is like i just looked over at the news and realized this is that we have a tweet here um from the head of 343 industries they are leaving the company i find this kind of interesting dt I will send you a copy of the tweet. I uh, uh, I, I heard about that as well. Did you? Okay, well, I got it. I'll just read the tweet really quick, if that's okay. Yeah. It says, um, it says, while I had hoped to stay with Halo until we released the winter update, I'm letting you know I will be leaving 343 and attending to a fan. Oh, it's a family medical issue. I'm incredibly proud of the work everyone at 343 Industries has done with Halo Infinite. The Master Chief Collection, the Halo television series, and so much more. It's been an honor to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be part of a universe that I love. Um, Saying thank you to everyone in the Halo community for your support. Halo's future is bright. I cannot wait for all of you to experience what we have in store and to cheer alongside you as a fan of the Halo World Championship in October. Um, Then it comes from Bonnie Ross, the head of 343 Industries. I did not realize that is what um, the unfortunate incident is, is a family medical thing. Um, so that sucks. Uh, but yeah. Um, some interesting uh, Halo news there for you guys out there that are that are fans. Um, I know a lot of people are excited for the Forge. Um, which is like their map making map making yeah. uh, stuff so that'll be interesting i'm curious to see what people will come up with with that as well i would have left it installed on the pc if it, if we had we haven't we haven't played it in so long that i just went ahead and, and got rid of it but if we ever all start playing again i'll have to download it again because <laughs> i love playing games with my my homies and yeah that's that's why i didn't that's why i haven't uninstalled them like i don't know man i don't know when we'll go back to it but i don't want to have to reinstall that big ass game yeah. Uh, yep. But anyway, that's a little bit of Halo Infinite news. We can uh, move on now. We have some more uh, Hogwarts Legacy stuff to talk about here. 
there's a trailer okay. that showcases some of the house common rooms and uh, Easter eggs and a few other things. But uh, yeah, let's uh, check it out. There's a little little featurette, little four minute long featurette. I have it open. All right. So you just let me know when you want to go. Three, two, one, play. Hogwarts Legacy is an upcoming open world action role-playing game set in the 1800s wizarding world. It's filled with immersive magic that puts players at the center of their own adventure while attending Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Players will live the unwritten and embark on a dangerous journey to uncover a hidden truth of the wizarding world. Throughout their adventure, they will grow their characters' abilities by mastering powerful spells, brewing potions, and harvesting magical plants as they face off against deadly enemies. Players will also encounter quests and scenarios that will pose difficult choices and determine what they stand for. What would Back to Hogwarts be without the iconic castle itself? The version of Hogwarts Castle in Hogwarts Legacy is enormous. Labyrinth in hallways filled with magic, life, and secrets. The Avalanche team are authentic fans and have taken more than a few words, passages, and pages from J.K. Rowling's stories to ensure there are surprising details to discover. From the tapestry of Wendell and the Weird to the trophy room and many more references, I'm not gonna spoil here. When playing, I frequently find myself wonderfully lost, aimlessly wandering the halls of Hogwarts and curious what I'll discover next. To celebrate Back to Hogwarts, we've brought a fresh look at a few iconic locations here in the castle. They're gonna be showing up all the uh, the house rooms and all that for each, uh, you know, uh, each of the four, you know, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. The Slytherin common room windows look out onto the Black Lake's murky depths. Just don't tap the glass. Next, we'll head to the portrait of the Fat Lady, behind which sits the common room of House Gryffindor. Set in one of the tallest towers of Hogwarts, we wanted to keep the lavish Gryffindor common room iconic to what fans are familiar with, but with specific features like the entrance tunnel described in the books. Those of clever mind can ascend one of Hogwarts' other tallest towers, speaking the answer to a riddle, and enter the Ravenclaw common room. Ravenclaw's love of knowledge and creativity, music and the arts is reflected throughout the brightly lit space, adorned with carved wood and stone. And last, but certainly not least, we'll go down past the kitchens to the not often seen Hufflepuff common room. Perhaps the coziest of the common rooms, the skylight allows natural sunlight to filter down into the Hufflepuff's burrow-like space to maintain a balance of bright earthiness. While Hogwarts may be huge on its own, Hogwarts Legacy will take players on an open world journey beyond the castle walls. But that doesn't mean there aren't more references and familiar places to discover. Look at that, Hot beyond the castle. The Forbidden Forest and even areas beyond the Black Lake. There's plenty to explore. And it's not just by chance. <laughs> what? Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure. Motorbike adventure? Man, the this LNT that that just goes, tells you that I don't know much about fucking Harry Potter, dog. One of Hogwarts Legacy's side quests will take I'm just confused about some of this shit. There are many more references like it for astute fans to pick up on throughout the game, which is rich in detail. And that's not all we have to show. We have one more big announcement. Hogwarts Legacy is being developed for Wizarding World fans, and I'm excited to announce that we've created a special way to bring your fandom into the game and receive some cool extras to represent your house. Players can link their Harry Potter oh, that's fan club cool. account with their WB Games account to import their house and wand into Hogwarts Legacy. Based on your Harry Potter that is fandom actually kind of dope. Quizzes, you can bring your authentic self into the game. 
Linking your accounts will also unlock a beaked skull mask and exclusive house fanatic robes in-game. A special set of house-themed robes so you can represent your house with style. This is all available starting today in celebration of Back to Hogwarts. Head to wizardingworld.com slash legacyconnect to connect your account and get these special items in Hogwarts Legacy when it releases. It's been a pleasure being part of the Back to Hogwarts celebration and sharing more about Hogwarts Legacy. From everyone at Avalanche Software and Portkey Games, we can't wait. All right. To bring you the game. So, what do you think, Josh? You know, I, I am interested in in the game. I'm not the biggest Potter fan. I know, I know you're not either. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think it looks interesting, and I'm I I, uh, I know there is controversy as well because of J.K. Rowling and all and all that stuff as well. But yeah, um, we we we've we've talked about that we've before. Talked about it in wanna... the previously, but um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely want to check it out, I think. Uh, but I, I'm curious to, to, to what we'll see as we, as we get closer. It's cool that you can choose your own house and, and that you're going to be exploring that with your, with your own, uh, own eyes through, um, through the game. So I, I tend to play RPGs anyway. I'm a big fan of RPGs and, and, and making choices and stuff in that. So yeah. We we'll just have to wait and see as it, as it comes along. How about you? What do you think of uh, of it? Um, yeah, I think it looks neat. Like the more I see of it, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's interesting. I, like I'm not even the, like, again the biggest Harry Potter fan, like Josh said, but I did take the uh, years back when I like first watched the, the 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 movies for the first time, like several years back. I did take that uh that that quiz they, they you know that sorts you in the house or whatever and uh i i am I'm, I'm ravenclaw so there you go man but uh yeah i mean in terms of the game itself i think it does i think it look, i think it's neat I, I remember at first before we saw like the rest the out the rest of the world i thought the entire game was going to take place in the castle but they're like no nah, man you can actually go outside of it and all that so i think that's that's pretty dope um yeah so i mean honestly i think the game looks pretty fun uh like i i I would be willing to give it a shot um it's unfortunate that you know jk rowling stuff you know is is a thing because you know she's she's kind of a terrible person but yeah um you know aside from aside from all that i will say the game looks cool and then and then i just every time we talk about this game like i just try to you know remember people that uh she isn't like yeah she's the creator of this world and 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 you know all of that stuff but at the same time like also think of the people who are working on the game that you know are are fans like you know yourself or or you know like just you know they're, they're just they're they're just doing their job making a game of something they love you know what i mean so mm-hmm. think think of think of them as well and and you know regardless of how bad you know she is or you know J.K. Rowling is I should say, um, but yeah you got you got something to say Josh? I was just gonna add on to, in addition to like what you were saying is like I feel like there's a point like where at what point yeah the author creates it but your love for it makes it yours you know what I mean like like. Um, there's so many people out there that 
love Harry Potter, right? Uh, there's so many people out there like DT and I that love Star Wars. And while that, like, yeah, it is cr created by creative people that write things, but but your your love for that thing is what makes it special, and it's what makes it yours ultimately. Um, so yeah, that's just one of the thing I wanted to add on there. Like, like if you if you can't play it because you feel like you can't support something like that, okay, totally understand you. I really do. For that's sure. Somebody that says somebody that that boycotted Blizzard and and quit playing any of the blizzard games i didn't blame anybody that kept playing i myself just couldn't do it anymore um so i totally understand if that's something that you know you can't do um but i just want you to remember like the you know it it kind of belongs to you as if not more than it does to someone like jk rowling in some ways you know what i mean like in some ways star wars <laughs> It belongs to me. I'm a small part of, of, of it. You know, the same for DT. Star Wars belongs to him as well. You know, like, so just some thoughts to, to think about it when you, when, when we're dealing with controversial figures and, and creators of, of things. Uh, and then it turns out that they're not, you know, like maybe who you thought they were. Or like they're a shitty person. Like, it happens all the times when we watch like old movies or old television shows now where it's like, yeah, that person was a great actor, but they were a shit human being, you know? So it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. So just remember well, part of that world, part of that franchise belongs to you. You may not have rights to it or anything like that, but your soul's in it, your heart's in it, your love is in it. So, um, Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. All right, we well, we can move on to the next thing. Next. So the next thing we have here is Splitgate is launching 1.0, but feature development will cease to focus on, or feature development will cease to focus on new projects. Uh... So developer 1047 Games announced that it's finally bringing uh, the game out of its lengthy beta and launching 1.0 next month. But it also revealed plans to create another title within the Splitgate universe. Uh, however, to facilitate work on the next project, it will cease feature development of Splitgate. Uh, they uh, put out a little statement and a press release, and uh, they said that uh, they're developing a new shooter, a new shooter in the Unreal Engine Five, set in the world of Splitgate, which means it will also feature portals. Uh, there aren't many details beyond this, but it will be the team's full-time project going forward. Uh, but also, uh, Splitgate will be launching or be going out of beta on the 15th which is this thursday uh so there's a full little statement there and it reads to to our split gay fans we cannot be here without your support we pride ourselves on trying to be as as a community focused as possible we strive to improve our game and build a better future for split gay because of the enthusiasm of our, of our fans thank you split gay achieved a level of success that we could not have anticipated and that a few indie games are fortunate to reach. 
That initial success brought an opportunity to turn what turned as a college dorm dream project into a triple-A game that could stand toe-to-toe with shooters from the biggest publishers in the industry. This also meant that we, that, that as we brought on top-tier talent from across the industry, we spent a lot of our time trying to rework old content and systems that we were, were originally built by a handful of people. We are, in a way, bailing water while also trying to keep everyone who brought a ticket to board our ship happy while also trying to turn our boat into a rocket ship. After careful consideration and much deliberation, the 1047 game team has determined that in order to build the game fans deserve, to build it in a way that isn't trying to retrofit and live-operate an existing product, we're ending the future development of Splitgate. We're not turning attention away from iterative, smaller updates and going all in to focus on new game and Splitgate universe which will present revolutionary, not evolutionary changes to our game. It will be a shooter, it will have portals, it will be built in Unreal Engine 5, and it will be free. We understand that many of you will be disappointed and have a lot of questions. We want to be clear that Splitgate will remain online as your web items and progression. In fact, we'll roll out a new battle pass on September 15th. It'll be free to everyone as a thank you for playing Splitgate. The game will continue, uh, so there will be smaller updates and fixes to Splitgate, but the bulk of our focus will be an entirely new shooter that we can't wait to share with you. So that is a message from the 1047 Games team on Splitgate. Hmm. Did you you played Splitgate, right? I, I, I did. Played, I didn't play any of it. I did. It was it was basically like Halo with portals, and uh, it was fun. It was fun for a while. Yeah, I, I I did enjoy it. I haven't played it in a while, but yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah. So this sounds like they just have a small team and uh, that and Splitgate has been a thing since like uh, fucking, I don't know, 2019, probably before that. Uh, their betas and uh, or yeah, the PC beta launched in like 2019. So which means they were developing it for years before that, probably. Um, so they're probably ready to kind of like move on and, and, and do some other things once this is completely out. Don't blame them at all for that until they understand it. All right. Any thoughts on that, DT? Or are you ready to move on? No, I mean, I, it's I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, they're just like, all right, we did we did what we what we, you know, did this game start off as a small little idea that we had and it kind of was bigger than we thought so it just is like it just seems to me like well we, we you know we, we kind of started off with this game and we're gonna like it seems like maybe they wanted to continue like updating this game but ultimately it was more of like a, you know what let's just start from ground up again and just build on create something that now that we have more resources and and, and you know better uh better talent on imagine. board yeah. you know and then they're doing it on you on the unreal engine 5 and all that now so they're you know they're they're it, feel, it feels like it like it makes sense you know yeah so so yeah i i i get it i understand makes sense to me but uh yeah that's uh that's all I got to say on that. So we can move on to the next thing here. All righty. Which is we have a 
Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty official teaser. Teaser. So, Let's check it out. Cyberpunk 2077 uh, revealed that they're going to be coming out with an ex spy thriller expansion for the game set in an all-new district of Night City coming out next year. So let's check out this little teaser. It's very quick. It's only like a minute long. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's, uh, you know, to go when, when you're ready. Uh, three, two, one, ago. Repeat after me. I, V, do solemnly swear. I, V, do solemnly swear. That I shall faithfully serve the new United States of America. That I shall faithfully serve the new United States of America. On behalf of all Americans, I thank you for your service. You know, taking that oath. Bad idea. Johnny, everything you say is a bad idea in Cyberpunk. <laughs> so, as you guys can hear, they brought back Keanu for this. Johnny's back. Um, obviously, takes place during the, the actual main story at some point and not after. Um, if you've played the game, you know. Uh, so I'm very curious like where exactly it's going to take place because it has to be somewhere in the middle of the main story um, mm -hmm. just based off of that. So I'm I'm curious. I love Cyberpunk, man. I really love the game. So I can't wait to go back and play this expansion next year. Um yeah, I I I I'm I'm very excited to get back into this world cuz I played the game when it first came out and it was awesome. I loved it. It was fantastic. I really enjoyed the story and the characters and and all that and and yeah, I just I'm I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks cool. Um I played Cyberpunk. I didn't complete it. I was waiting for patches and stuff, but I'll probably go back when this drops. I know they're gonna. I think they also said they're gonna redo the police system relatively soon or after this DLC. I can't remember exactly the timeline for it, but I remember reading that. Um, and yeah, I I'll probably go back and I'll probably restart. You know, Cyberpunk. Like I I progressed pretty far in my last run. I wouldn't mind giving it another go. Um, it'd be a lot of fun. So that's exciting for the cyberpunk fans out there. All right, DT, what do we got next? Next up, let's talk about everything we saw at the Disney and Marvel D23 game showcase, which happened this uh, past week as well. Okay. So the first thing that we have here is Marvel's Midnight Suns. So the game got a new release date and uh, they talked about it a little bit more uh, here at this showcase. Uh, they got a new little animated short that featured Blade and Wolverine. Um, and 
apparently there's also going to be some kind of important romance mechanic along you know some, with which they're doing for for this uh you know for marvel's xcom so we'll see what the you know what, what they have to bring but uh i haven't even seen that the animated short but yeah apparently i had a blade and wolverine in it i didn't see it. um they also have talked about Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, uh, coming out, uh, I guess, at some time this year. Um, but yeah, they uh, they also showed how you can create your own Navi and participate in like, kind of like, uh, you know, FPS esque team deathmatch. Uh, stuff um they also have another avatar game called avatar reckoning which uh showed some new gameplay for d23 uh it's described the trailer described it as a action-packed mmorpg shooter that you can play in the palm of your hand so if you're looking for a mmorpg for your phone that's avatar your answer your 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 you know the answer is there uh, oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, they also announced Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition. Now that's dope. They're bringing in more characters to the game. Uh, it's adding 30 new playable characters, to be exact, and with its new Galactic Edition. The that's Galactic so Edition will include, will include six <laughs> character packs uh, and will include... Uh, Characters such as Cassian Andor, Reva, Captain Rex, and more because they're doing obviously more, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, character packs because they didn't include some of these in, in the previous game or the previous, uh, you know, when previous uh, season pass. Um, so now they're adding like Rebels and Clone Wars and Obi Wan and Andor characters. So it's, it's going to be pretty dope. Pretty dope, I think. I'm excited for that. Um, they also talked about Marvel Snap. If you're wanting a Hearthstone Marvel game, that's what Marvel Snap is. Uh, they talked about Illusion Island, uh, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse cartoons, uh, like a platformer game with all the Mickey Mouse characters. They talked about Return to Monkey Island. Uh, which we had already known about. Um, they talked about updates for Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which, if you guys don't know what that game is, it's basically like Disney's version of Animal Crossing. But they they re revealed the ex expansion, which will be containing Toy Story stuff. Um. Disney Speedstorm, another game which is like Mario, basically a Mario Kart kind of game. It's just a Disney racing game. Uh, Disney Mirrorverse, which is like apparently a game where you play as the Disney villains, but it's a mobile RPG, which again, if you want more mobile games, here you go, man. Uh, Marvel Strike Force, which isn't a new game, but it's uh, another RPG for mobile, turn-based RPG. Uh, which they have a new trailer, which all the Hulks, 
uh, an abomination as well. Uh, and then I think one of the more interesting things that they showed off at this uh, showcase is the new Black Panther Captain America game, which will be, uh, you know, Skydance, Amy Henning's new game, uh, where it looks like we're going to be uh, punching out Nazis in World War II with both, you know, the King, Black Panther, and uh, um, Iron Man, Steve, Steve Rogers. I love fighting Nazis. Uh, I love shooting them, love stabbing them, love strangling them, you know, like BJ Blazkowicz. Fucking out there doing work, dog. They showed off also Aliens Dark Descent, uh, which is the squad-based RTS strategy game, kind of like XCOM, but for aliens. Uh, I don't know if you want to throw... I don't know. Have you seen that? Did you see it, Josh? That, that's that, that's that, the original that... trailer right there. That's from June. So, okay. yeah, we've seen that. Um, um, but yeah, they did show one at the Disney uh, showcase. That one uh, I haven't or, seen, so I don't know where it's at. Marvel's World of Heroes, which basically is like a Pokemon Go for Marvel. Um, and then one of the more interesting reveals I thought was Tron Identity, which, uh, Yeah, I, I'm very curious about it's. It looks like it's going to be like a visual novel kind kind of game. Um, but I, hey man, Tron is one of those like Disney uni, uh, franchises IPs that they they need to do more in because Tron yeah. is badass. So I hope the music is popping in that yeah. in that visual novel. Get get Daft Punk out of retirement and make him do a fucking <laughs> right? soundtrack to this game. Reunite them. <laughs> but anyway, that was kind of what was shown at the at the games uh, showcase. Is there anything uh, from out of all of this, uh, you know, uh, interest you at all, Josh? Or, or the or things not? that get me is like Marvel's Midnight Suns and the Aliens Dark Descent, and and the and the Black Panther Captain America game. Like those are the three. I'll be honest with you guys. I don't give a fuck about mobile games. I'm sorry. I just don't. For one, I'm not a rich whale, so how am I going to get enjoyment out of it? I'm just a poor whale. Look at this body. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like those are the things that interest me. Not mobile games. Um, Lego, Lego Star Wars, I think it's cool that they're adding a bunch of characters. That's cool. Don't give a single shit about the blue people in Avatar uh, at all, really. And uh, I... I probably won't play the Tron thing, but I think it's cool that they're doing something with Tron because that universe was is is ripe for for more adaptations of video games or whatever. And I'm surprised they haven't done it sooner. Um, yeah, yeah, those are the things that interest me. Those are the things that also do not interest me, which is tons of mobile shit. I hate it. Get it out of here. All right. So. Let's check out what happened at the Ubisoft event, which I didn't watch because I didn't know it was happening. I but I did hear much. some of the. I I, I no did clue. hear some pretty interesting announcements that uh, were pretty uh, pretty cool. So let's see what they talked about there. So first off, they had Mario Rap plus Rabbit Sparks Hope, which is the sequel to the uh, you know the other Mario Rabbits game, which was basically like Mario XCOM. Mm right um yeah the original game so they is showed quite off popular. a little bit of that 
Even my, even our friend Mahajan, who hates everything, by the way, is like, <laughs> you guys should check out that game. It's pretty good. Do you remember? I remember. Uh, or he was telling me to check it out because I'm an ace combo. Pepperidge, uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Uh, so yeah, they mentioned that one. Uh, they shot off some new footage, uh, like a battling a worm on a speeding train. Uh, in a lush environment, and then Skull and Bones, which uh, you know, they, another game we've been waiting on forever, and they finally have been talking about it more the past few months. Uh, they showed off some gameplay, uh, which definitely looks very much like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flags uh, pirate stuff. Uh, ship to ship battles, plundering and profiting from loot, uh, kitting out your pirate vessel. They also shouted out their insider program for the game if you're itching to get early versions of it. The game will be cross-play and, and which I think this is huge because you can't do this in Sea of Thieves, you can turn off PvP. So no friendly fire or dealing with annoying-ass randoms if you want to just chill out and have a you know, chill pirate trip. Which that's one of the things that like I love Sea of Thieves, but god damn that is annoy the fuck out of me when you run into annoying ass randoms I want to fight all the time. Like I just want to chill and be a pirate with my friends, but sometimes you run into some assholes, bro, and it is annoying. Look, man, little Timmy's oh. doing his best out here with his homies, all right? He's just he's just trying to play Sea of Thieves. And the next thing you know, they're rolling oh, up on DT three and his crew. And uh Yeah. <laughs> Little, uh, little Timmy can sink with it with all his loot. Take it. Uh, but another game to talk about is Riders Republic, which is you know the BMX skateboarding snowboarding oh, right. you know, extreme I, sports kind of game. I forgot about this thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, we talked about this in a little bit in the past. Uh, but they're showing off the season four update called Freestyling, which is set to launch uh, on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, letting you jump over park cars, pull off tricks in skate parks, and grind on rails instead of taking the stairs like a normal human being. Uh, you can jump in for free on the game's site. The BMX add-on will be available a bit earlier for those who own the year's first year's season pass. Uh, they have some Division 2 stuff, uh, season update, which included a new PvE mode and other progression options. Uh, the looter shooter set in post-apocalyptic America is expected to get two more updates this year. Season 10 is just around the corner with a quality of life updates and new difficulty modes for the countdown mode. While season 11 is expected to continue the main story. Returning characters from earlier seasons, the studio is also working on a year five of the division. So the game's not done yet. You know what's funny is I own this game and I've never played it. I played the first one. I own it on PS4, so I haven't really... I haven't played it in a very long time. I got it on PC. Let me hop in there and check it out. Uh, Tom Clancy's A Division Heartland, uh, which is uh, the location of the new free-to-play survival action shooter, uh, Tom Clancy's A Division Heartland. Fans of the Tom Clancy series will, be, will probably recognize the Red Storm Entertainment the studio which worked on a number of the classic Rainbow Six and Ghost Recon games over the years. This time, the studio is expanding on the world of the Division with new environment and events that connect directly into the clusterfuck of situ situation the world finds itself in this series. 
you can register it to get into the uh, early play tests as well, by the way. Uh, the Division Resurgence uh, is a upcoming mobile game in the Division franchise. Uh, new plot, different flat factions, closed beta tests coming in the, in the fall, where you can drive the PvP features of the return to the infamous Dark Zone for all of your griefing uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Mobile. Yep, another mobile game because we know that's what you wanted. Hey, here, Ubisoft Josh. being money grubbing whores? Who knew? Uh, so yep, there's another. I don't. I don't really think I need to talk about that one too much. It's just a Rainbow <laughs> Six Tom Clancy mobile game. So it launches today. If you're, you know, if you guys want to try it out, I guess. Um, they also talked about their Netflix partnership. They have uh, three exclusive upcoming uh, titles from the uh, with Ubi, you know with Ubisoft. Netflix does. Um, they also revealed that uh, the Valiant Hearts Two will arrive in January of next year. Another Mighty Quest, also the same year, and then the Assassin's Creed game and TV show is expected to happen. Uh, so Mythic Quest Season Three. That's you know one of the shows that they do. I haven't seen any of that, so I can't really speak on it. But they showed a trailer for season three. Uh, Ubisoft Plus free trial. If you've been wanting to try Ubisoft's version of Game Pass, you can try it for free uh, from now until October 10th. Uh, Trackmania uh, is a racer game uh, set to hit consoles and streaming platforms early next year. Uh, it'll be available on a wide variety of platforms. Um, it'll be free to play with with no microtransactions. Um, but there will be two premium tiers that, that, however, you can buy into. The game will see a seasonal update every three months with events that'll pit you against other races online. You can also play solo if you want. What Rocksmith Plus. Can I just go stop on the track mania for yeah, a second? Yeah, 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 go for it. Okay, they say no microtransactions, right? But then they're like, there's two premium tiers you can buy into. Isn't that a microtransaction? Or am I confused? Is, is it... What is a premium tier mean? For this game, that is a good question. I would imagine... Is it like an expansion? It's... Uh, maybe? Like, maybe they, they give you, like, more like like tracks or something because it's a racing game so maybe they give you like more and more tracks with, with the premium I, I, I that's actually a really good question because i don't know like what they they give you with these with these premium tiers right i don't either that's weird i understand microtransaction is like skins right that's what i consider like a microtransaction something like a skin or or something of that nature but a premium tier actually premium tier sounds like a season pass actually when i except that they have like we have two premium tiers so that's like i feel like they're just taking a thing and renaming it <laughs> to be like weird anyway i was just like so confused by that anyway we can move on i don't know yeah so i mean i i guess it's just like more i don't know more 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 tracks and 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 it, I don't know it, like you, you know how also how like games these days will have like a founders pack or whatever kind of yeah. deal. I imagine it's something like that too. I don't I don't know man. It's weird. 
Uh, Rocksmith Plus also got a quick trailer. Uh, you know, if you're into, uh, you know, learning guitar. Uh, they talked about Just Dance. You know, they got a new game coming out this year. Because those, those come out like every year, right? The Just Dance ones. Yeah, they come out um, with the fucking sports games, dude. Yeah, so they, 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 the new trailer focused on their new UI, new characters. So, uh, you know, more music, of course, and uh, multiplayer dancer thing maybe they're doing now. But you can, you can remotely play together with a private group of up to six, uh, with up, up to six people at once. DT, me and you are going to stream Just Dance. We'll be out there booging. You see my fat ass Fuck bouncing no. around on, on Twitch. I get all the subs. You know, it's gonna be great. I'll, I'll put on a belly shirt. Be the, show off my one gigantic ab right there. <laughs> you, you guys want to see the the loot scooting boogie? Then go over the, the to go over to Josh's Twitch channel. Straight up. <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. that'll be a if I ever do like a charity, that'll be a charity goal. I'll fucking play just dance on stream and we'll fucking cut a rug. There you go. You heard it here first. He did. All right. Okay. So, uh, here is where we get into the, I think, the more interesting stuff, in my opinion, which is the Assassin's Creed news. Yeah. Um, so, they there was rumors of, of the new Assassin's Creed game uh, called Assassin's Creed Mirage. They were confirmed. Uh, so, this is the return of Basim from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first, which the the first game in the series, uh, in two years will take players to 9th century Baghdad, where you'll be uh, spilling a lot of blood on a lot of sand. Um, so yeah, the 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 artwork for the game kind of leaked like a month ago, and uh, they also casted uh, Shore. Akshdashlu, who obviously we know from uh, you know Mass Effect, and apparently she was in the Expanse as well, which I haven't seen yet. But uh, you know, so yeah, we we know she's got a she's got a great voice. So it'll be interesting to have her in this game. Iconic, and uh, and she will be, and she her role in this will be a, a mentor for for Basim. She's in <laughs> random, random as fuck. But we were talking about it earlier, the Lake House. She's in the lake Is house. She? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw her and she talked. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, they're also doing an Assassin's Creed documentary. Uh, which oh by the way they released like a cinematic. Uh, I haven't seen this yet, but they released a cinematic like trailer for uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, if we want to, I haven't seen it. Let me see if I can find it. I haven't seen it either. I I will I will uh, pull it up here and then here you go, Josh. Hook a brother up. Thank you, sir. Let me open this here for you guys. All right, let's watch this because I haven't seen it. Let me. I haven't either. Let's check it out. Go back to the start, and we're up. We're ready. You may fire when ready. All right, here we go, dude. Peggy 18. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Peggy 18. Peggy 18. 
Oh, fuck snakes. Marcel, Abneas Hall. Are you ready to give up who you once thought you were? There she is. There's her voice. She's talking. Ready to sacrifice everything you held close. I am. Damn. Damn, at the backhand. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Then out of the dark, you will come into the light. Buddy, what do you think you're doing? Assassin's Creed has like one of the best themes. I love that song. Assassin's Creed Mirage. So that's coming out next year so that was my first time watching it uh i know that was only a cinematic and we didn't actually get to see gameplay or anything but i did hear that this is going to be going back to more like the og style of assassin's creed games as opposed to like the newer ones where they're like more rpg kind of style like uh mm -hmm. origins and odyssey so myself i'm currently 
very slowly but 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 surely in making my way through the Assassin's Creed franchise. I uh, most recently played Assassin's Creed Liberation. Uh, and my next one is going to be, I think, Rogue. So I'm making my way through them. However, um, I, I, you know, so I'm not, I'm not at the point where I, I'm even playing the new ones yet. But, so this, but, but anyway, I bring that up because this is going back to more of the older ones, which is kind of what I'm, more, what I'm used to uh, at this point right now. And I'll say that that looked cool, man. I I don't know the character of Basim yet because again I haven't played Valhalla, and he's I guess from that. He is. But but uh, I I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to this, man. I'm 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 down for more of a like OG kind of style Assassin's Creed game with like newer graphics and you know updated you know uh, you know style and all that. So that sounds pretty cool to me, man. I'm I'm. I'm 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 very excited, dude. Like I still, like I said, I still need to make my way through the older games, but I'm getting there. And at some point, I'll I'll get to this one. And 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 yeah, but but yeah, what do what do what do you think, Josh? What, of uh, uh, this Assassin's uh, Creed Mirage? I think it's cool that they're going back. Like I I, I like the newer Assassin's Creeds, but I also like the older ones. I feel like the newer ones are kind of I don't know. I feel like there's something missing, uh, and I think it's like. Uh, uh certain characters that aren't around anymore like mm. like for me Ezio I loved playing Ezio Ezio had yeah. a beginning a middle yeah. and an end and like all of all of that is like one of the cool like when I uh when like when I think of Assassin's Creed that's the character that pops in my mind um his theme is the one I hear in my mind you know um I, I yeah I've been playing Assassin's Creed since the very first one, so I've, I've played through Same. most of them. And the newer and another thing, and this is gonna sound weird coming from me of all people, but the newer games are so fucking long. They yeah, are that's so another thing I hear. Long, and it's hard to like get through them because they are so long, and my time is limited. Um, so I hope for like a not necessarily. Not necessarily a shorter experience, but like a little bit of a shorter experience, you know, not, not like super like, look, if I have to spend 150 hours on one game, that's a lot of time that it is. It is a lot of time. Like, I, I think there was once a time where I loved spending that much time in a game, mm -hmm. but now I, I can't devote that much time into one game anymore, dude. Like, it's too much. Like, like fucking 10 years ago, I would have loved that. But like, or even like five years ago, really. Mm -hmm. But I just, I can't, I can't do it no more, man. Like, I, I need, I need. I'm not, I'm not saying I want like ten hour, like a ten hour game. I want, you know, I obviously want more than that. But I'm just, all, all that we're saying is that we don't need a, you know, hundred plus hour games anymore, man. Like that's just, this is too much, dude. Right. Um, yeah. I, want my I don't know what work. the, yeah, I don't <laughs> know what the sweet spot is exactly. Cause I want something that's like not super short, but, but again, not also super long either. So something, uh, what, what would you say would be like the sweet spot, Josh, like a, like a 50 hour game maybe, or, or what do you think? If he, anything from like, it really depends on the game, obviously, but like 35 yeah. is good. 40 is good. 50 is good, but it, it's getting a little long at 50. Um, so probably mm. for me personally around the 40, 40 hour mark is usually good. It also depends like just on the game. Like, is yeah. it, 
is it keeping me interested for for that long? Is it introducing new things, or is it the same thing over forty hours? If it's like if it's hey, climb this tower for the fifty five hundred thousandth time. That's like, true. Yeah, if the gameplay is repetitive, because that's one of my issues that I had with Mafia Three is like the gameplay was so repetitive. It was the same shit over and over again. And like I, for the most part, I thought the game was fine apart from that. But I just got sick of doing the same shit over and over again. Like you got to keep it like interesting, you know. And, and but mm-hmm. but anyway, no, yeah. I'm with you though. I'm with you on what you're saying. So that so that's kind of what I'm thinking around that time, around that length. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. I agree. All right. But yeah, overall, I am looking forward to Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm trying to make my way through some of the other older ones, like I said, but we're not quite there yet. What's but, the, what's you know, your next slowly one? Slowly but surely. What's my next, next one that on I'm going list? to be playing is uh, is Rogue. Oh. Interesting. Which I believe Rogue is the one set in... You play, I believe, Cormac. Is, uh, which one is this one? This one is the one set in uh, New York? I don't know. I don't know too much about it, to be honest, but... I'm 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 heading into that like region of games where uh where Assassin's Creed games like you know the the Rogue and and Syndicate and and uh Unity like the you know those I never played those like I kind of like fell off of Assassin's Creed for a while like during that time like the the last one that I played like like in a row was I think 3 and I didn't I didn't play 4 until like 2 years ago I think and then, you know, I kind of played Liberation earlier this year. And then I do want to play Rogue. I, I, I might play it, like, at some point here over the next couple months. But anyway, uh, we can move on with the rest of this article here. Uh, so they also were talking about an Assassin's Creed documentary that they're going to be working on. Because uh, the series has been around for 15 years now. And uh, you know they're just talking about the history and and, and you know all all that all that good stuff. There's a there's an 11 minute uh, documentary that you can uh, check out. It's called Assassin's Creed Beyond the Creed 15th Anniversary Documentary. Look it up. It's on the Ubisoft channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already it's already up there if you're curious about it. Um, which I'll that... probably be giving it a go because I yeah, do like. I'm, uh, I'm putting it on like, another uh, screen Assassin's... so I don't forget about it. And I want to watch it too. Yeah. Because I love I look. I've loved the Assassin's Creed franchise since the first game came out. Like the whole idea of you blending in with the crowds and all of that. I was there for those. I was there for those E3s. I was watching on TV, but like it got me into it. You know, like this is cool. I want to check this out. And it's still going even now. And fucking all these years later. So I I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. I think it got milked a little hard, but for the most part, I think it's it's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on from that, they talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla's last chapter because they're still, you know, doing stuff for that game as well. Uh, the last chapter will wrap Ivor's story. Uh, it'll be dropping later this year, bringing the two-year journey of Assassin's Creed's take on Norse history and mythology to an end. Also, they're working on a new mobile game. Uh, that'll take Assassin's Creed players to China in 1215 BCE. Uh, they're calling it's codenamed Jade for now. Uh, 
You can parkour all over the Great Wall. The character of your design, a first for the series. Uh, and there isn't a whole lot of information other than that. But, uh, that, yep, that's a, that's a mobile one. Sucks that uh, the, um, the mobile game is the one where they let you make your own character for the first time. Yeah, right. Like, They're really? like, oh, we're, we're going to let you make Man. your own assassin. And it's going to be in China. But it's a mobile game. Uh, they also talked about the Netflix show for Assassin's Creed. Uh, talking about a few details. There, there, there wasn't even any mobile or there wasn't even any key art or trailer. But they did say it's being co-produced with Netflix and, and Ubisoft. Jeb Stewart, screenwriter of Die Hard, among many other action films. And uh, Netflix's own Vikings Valhalla will serve as showrunner. Hmm. Uh, and then a few other Assassin's Creed things they talked about uh, is there is an Assassin's Creed codename Red, which is going to be the highly anticipated Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan. Well, you'll play out a very powerful shinobi fantasy and it is being billed as the next premium flagship title and the future of the series uh ubisoft quebec who did assassin's creed odyssey is going to be working on the game Translation, i actually can't I... We, we saw ghost of tsushima and we want some of that money <laughs> dude hell dude I, I i can't wait for this game i know it was just announced but like this is like even before ghost of tsushima even came out I remember being like, yo, when are we getting a fucking samurai uh, ghost? Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed, we all man. were. We all wanted it so bad. So, so finally, they've announced it. Assassin's Creed, codename Red. So we're, uh, you know, we'll have to wait a bit on that one. But I'm, I'm excited, dude. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and then another uh, flagship title. Uh, this one's coming out of Ubisoft Montreal. Assassin's Creed's codename Hex. Uh, apparently, the trailer is packed with secrets. Uh, which is good because the details were even more sparse. Uh, so there isn't really a whole lot of information on it, but they're guessing that maybe with the name Hex, the code name Hex, there is probably something witch related. So you know, I'm gonna go the other see. route. Jonah Hex is gonna be the main protagonist. Of this Jonah game. Hex. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, it, it, it would probably be like what? If, it'd be cool if you were like. An assassin during the Salem witch trials or something. The witch weird trials, like that. yeah. I feel like be, it would fit neat. because you got the Templars right. You could have the supernatural stuff with the apples of Eden and all that. It would kind of. I could fit. see that. That would be kind yeah. of cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the last thing they talked about here was Assassin's Creed Infinity, Infinity uh, which there was a lot of speculation of what it even is, but now it's apparently a hub for all of the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, not much other than it being kind of a one-stop place for all your Assassin's Creed desires. Uh, maybe it'll be something kind of like the Halo Master Chief Collection, but maybe, but it'll also be future forward because it'll work for all the future games as well. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see with, with that. But um, that was the Ubi showcase. Um, so what from here, Josh? Uh, you know. Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about briefly before we move on? Not really. The Assassin's Creed stuff is the biggest thing here. Obviously, all that other crap is, yeah. for the most part, not that very interesting to me. Skull and Bones, I don't really care about. Um, for me, it's a little bit too little, too late, and uh, so that Division Two, I've never really gotten into. So, meh. Yeah, just the Assassin's Creed stuff. You know, 
The non-mobile right. crap. I don't. I don't care about the mobile crap. Stay cool, tuned for cool, our future cool. Just Dance streams coming soon. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. Yeah, Lutz Coot and Boogie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That was the Assassin's Creed Showcase. We got one last thing here. Unless you got anything else, Josh, for the gaming news. Not that is going to be the Nintendo Direct, which is coming tomorrow. Uh, so they, uh, the Direct tomorrow will be uh, live at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 Pacific on Nintendo's YouTube channel. It'll run about 40 minutes. And Nintendo said it'll focus on upcoming games coming to the Nintendo Switch this winter. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what they uh, you know plan on talking about for this. Like I said, it'll yeah. be out tomorrow, so we'll, we'll we'll definitely have whatever they talk about tomorrow in the news for next week. I was I'm kind of interested in it because I'm curious to what it is like gonna what they're gonna show. It's gonna be like 40 minutes, so that's gonna be the length of time. I yep. assume Pokemans will be there. Oh yeah, gotta be, sure. I'm curious if they'll talk about like um, uh, any. Well, never mind. They probably won't because that's not coming out this year. But I was gonna say it's well, that, uh, Legend of Zelda game. Is it, probably is not. it all gonna be like the upcoming stuff? Because I heard an article that was like it was mostly gonna be upcoming stuff for winter, and then like there might be a few other things. So. Might get lucky. And, Honestly, and... if 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 all they did was tell us the title of the next Zelda game, I'd be happy because I'm sick of calling it the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Like, give it a fucking name, dude. That's all. My I heart, want. my heart's always burning for Fire Emblem stuff. So I, I, I yeah. doubt there'll be anything there. But man, I wish. I would love I to see Fire maybe. I would love to see some like Metroid Prime Four news. Maybe. I, I mean, Fire that's Emblem. just that's like a, that's like a fucking. I don't know, uh, wishing for, you know, a cow jumping over the moon or some shit, you know? Like, that's just, I don't know when they're going to talk about that. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be curious. Curious to see what they talk about. Oh my God, that's so early. I'm going to miss that live. <laughs> I will watch it after. But, uh, yeah, that's our gaming news. If you have, if you don't got anything else. Nope, sir. I'm ready to roll. All right, well, let's move on over to the TV section then. Let's swap friend. our text over to the TV news. There it is. Let's go. All right, so the first thing we got is a tra- not safe for work trailer for <sighs> the release of Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which, by the way, releases tomorrow. So get ready. It's a two minute trailer. Check it out. This came out, obviously, you know. Would have watched it last week, but you know we didn't have a show last week, so put it in for today. Again, the show releases tomorrow. So, Josh, if you're ready, three, two, one, let it rip. Um, I think there's some streamers today on Twitch that I've actually gotten access to stream the first three episodes. So, I you're right because I saw a couple of dudes that we follow that were streaming it, like JP and Co. So many bright colors. 
Oh, oh yeah. Dear. Oh shit, look at that. Yeah, right? That's why it's not safe for work, people. Lots of blood. It's a craziness. <laughs> Big ol' anime guns. Damn. Whoa there. I saw some titties right there. <laughs> All right. Cyberpunk Edge Runners releasing tomorrow. So I really, like I said, I really like Cyberpunk. So I do want to check. I'm probably, I'm probably going to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Next thing we have here is then Kingsley is set to reprise his role of Trevor, Trevor Slattery, in the Marvel Studios' Wonder Man series over at Disney+. Plus. Uh, so the show was first revealed to be in the works back in June. It'll focus on the Marvel character Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man. In the comics, Williams is a son of a wealthy industrialist whose company falls on hard times due to competition from Tony Stark's Stark Industries. Williams then accepts an offer from villain Baron Zemo that gives him ionic superpowers, including super strength and durability. Uh, after fighting the Avengers several times, Wonder Man ultimately joined their ranks. Uh, so I'm going to be curious how Ben Kingsley's uh, Trevor Slattery is going to fit into all this. We last saw him over uh, in Shang-Chi, if you guys remember that, if you've seen it. If not, if you haven't seen Shang-Chi, what the hell are you doing? Go watch Shang-Chi. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember hating the reveal in Iron Man 3. But ever since, I'm like, you know what? Trevor's a funny guy, dude. I don't give a Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Tre Trevor Slattery. Trevor Slattery. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's cool. I mean, Ben Kingsley's Ben Kingsley's cool, man. So uh, you know, yeah, Trevor, bring him, bring him back. Why not? King. He's a king, man. He's awesome. Hell yeah, put him in everything. He was fucking hilarious in Shang Chi. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? We have uh, Harley Quinn is being renewed for season four at HBO Max, and they're also getting a new showrunner. Which, if you guys haven't seen the Harley Quinn show and you like DC, you gotta check it out, man. It is, it is something, man. Like I, I, I don't even want to explain. Like I don't even want to say stuff on it. But uh, like I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything on it. But it's on HBO Max. Check it out. It's an anime. It's an adult. I'm gonna. Sp I'm gonna be very. So you, nobody gets me twisted. It is an animated adult show. So do not. If you have children, if you have kids, do not show them the show. It is very much an animated show for adults. 
But yeah, Harley Quinn, uh, getting a season four. I really like the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, lots of cool characters and, and versions of characters and, and the voice cast is pretty solid and everything. So again, if you're a fan of DC, definitely strongly recommend this one. Um, I'm glad they're getting a season four. And uh, I'm curious to see how the show you know, pivots from uh, a, a new, you know, a new showrunner, if at all. Um, okay. And I know Josh hasn't seen the show yet, so that's why he hasn't no, really have much to say on it. Say anything on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But dude, again, I strongly recommend you check it out. It's so good. Uh, we have a poster for Star Wars Endor, which is coming out here next week, dude. Next week. Finally, we're so, getting more Star Wars next week. I'm high. So much to watch all the time. Oh, man. So this is the new poster they dropped, uh, you know, uh, last week. The Rebellion Begins, Star Wars Endor, original series, September 21st. And we're getting three episodes that same night. So. Yeah, uh, I think the poster looks good. I think I think Saw Gerrera looks a little weird. <laughs> like, like, I don't know what, like the hair. I think it's the hair. I think it's the it's hair. Not, it's not like fully like, because like. Forrest Whitaker looks a little older, but he's supposed to look like a younger version. Like, mm-hmm. like not not that much younger, but he's supposed to be a younger version of what he looked like in Rogue One, right? And the hair looks a little weird. So yeah, it I don't know. It, it's it's a little weird. I, I look at it and it kind of like throws me off a little bit, but he's great. So I'm excited to see, you know, whatever happens. I wonder if they're gonna show us in this show how he got injured. To where he needed the breathing apparatus stuff. I, I, we I was Rogue wondering one? that too. I was wondering that too. Yeah, so I th- I think I think we may see that in the show. It would make sense if we saw it in the show. Because I thought we were gonna see it in Rebels, but I'm like, you know what? That's a kid's show. They might not do nothing cra- that crazy in that. So if we see it in this, that'd be great. Uh we have some House of the Dragon news, some shakeup. Uh Miguel Sapochnik is leaving the hit series. Uh, he has been working on to me this makes a lot of sense because once you know who he is and what he's done he's been working on Game of Thrones for years people this guy was working on the original Game of Thrones show and like he's been working on House of the Dragon for years before it even aired like behind the scenes and stuff so I think in my opinion I think he's just Game of Thrones out. Like he's just been working on it he's for so tired, many years. Man. He's, like, he's like, I need a break, man. I worked on the original show. I did behind the scenes for House of the Dragon, and I did season one. I need a break. So I think that's why he's like, you know what? I need to step down from this because I've been I've been putting years of my life into this. So I need to take I need to take a step back and chill. I don't blame him. But uh, yeah. So it says he had a, he had an exhausting three years of effort poured into house of the dragon yeah. and the show just came out this year so imagine that along with all the effort that he had on the game of thrones show you know so it's crazy yeah it's a uh, it's a lot i don't i don't blame the dude for being like i need a damn break y'all killing yeah, me for real but this shouldn't worry uh, Game of Thrones fans because they have hired another Game of Thrones veteran, Alan Taylor, who will serve as executive producer 
and is set to direct multiple episodes in season two. Uh, so this is what Sapochnik said in a statement. Working within the Thrones universe for the past few years has been an honor and a privilege, especially since spending the last two with the amazing cast and crew of House of the Dragon. I'm so proud of what we accomplished with season one and overjoyed by the enthusiastic reaction of our viewers. It was incredibly tough to decide to move on, but I know that it is the right choice for me personally and professionally to do so. Though I am deeply comforted to know that Alan will be joining the series. He's someone I've known and respected for a long time. I believe this precious series could not be in safer hands. I'm so glad you remain a part of the HBO and House of the Dragons family. And of course, I wish Ryan and his team success and all the best with season two and beyond. Uh, Taylor, Alan Taylor, said it's a pleasure and an honor to be back at HBO. Immersing myself with the world of the Targaryens. I look forward to working closely with Ryan as House of the Dragon goes into its second season. Ryan, Miguel, and George have launched an extraordinary story in a rich and fascinating world. Returning to Westeros will be a huge undertaking, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. And then HBO said, Miguel Sapochnik has done amazing work on the first season of House of the Dragon, establishing its signature look and feel. This series simply could not have come together the way it did without him. While we would have loved to have Miguel continue in the same role, we are thrilled to have his ongoing collaboration, his new creative capacity. Looking forward, we've had a decades-long relationship with Alan Taylor, and we're delighted to have him join Ryan and the rest of the team. So, there you go. That's your House of the Dragon update news behind the scenes. Uh, we got a couple of Star Wars casting news things, which we can uh, go over here very quickly. Uh, two of them are for um, the Acolyte. And then the other one is for the Ahsoka series. Okay. Uh, so the first one we have here is that Jody Turner-Smith is poised to join the Star Wars Acolyte series over at uh, Disney+. Plus. So for those of you who are wondering, the Acolyte is the High Republic show set in the last or the final... Uh, like few years of the High Republic era, um, and I, th I'm guessing maybe she might be someone related to the main character, Mandela Stenberg, possibly maybe like an older sister or something like that. Because uh, I have heard things of the story here and there about you know what it's going to be you know pertaining. So I, I think maybe they might be related some way or another um but yeah that's that's cool i i hear she's a pretty good actress but i don't i'm trying to think if i've seen her in anything and i i'll be honest with you guys i don't think i have seen her in anything i don't think i have but, either but, but but what i but what i do hear is that she's great so you know i always say whenever you add talent it's always a good thing and then the other Casting uh, news for the show is that uh, Lee Lee Young Ye from uh, Squid Game is joining as well. So the main dude from Squid Game is going to be joining Star Wars here for the Acolyte. I kind of have maybe an idea of who he's going to be playing too, based off some of the stuff I've heard of the show. Obviously, I won't say because it's probably potential spoilers, but uh. I think it's cool that you got a, a a Korean dude who, you know, is probably mainly known for doing Korean stuff, and then he did Squid Game and he blew up, and now 
he's like in demand and you know he's in fucking star wars now and you know he's pretty pretty good man so so good for him and uh yeah i'm 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 getting more and more uh, excited about this series uh you know the more we hear about it so pretty good star wars casting news hell yeah i haven't seen squid games i need to watch it And the other piece of uh, casting news is for another Star Wars show. This one's for the Ahsoka series, but we have our Ezra Bridger. Iman Isfandi is joining the Ahsoka series as uh, the fan favorite character, Ezra Bridger. So we've known that. I mean, and if you look at this dude, he looks like he could be an older Ezra just, just looking at him. Like straight up, dude. I'm like, this is. I don't know this guy from anything. I don't. I haven't seen him in anything at all. But just looks wise, he, he is like, I could see him being an older Ezra. Like if you put a, a picture of like an, the animated kid Ezra from Rebels next to this dude, you're like, I could believe that being an older Ezra, like straight up. So just looks wise, I think it's perfect casting. Again, I can't really comment on his acting ability or anything because I haven't seen him in anything. But I'm sure if he won the role, he's pretty good. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to have a, you know, Ezra Bridger in live action now. So, yeah, he'd be very cool. Hell yeah. I love Rebels, dude. So good. It's fucking awesome. And I'm, I'm really excited for this show, so. Yeah. Um. There's a trailer here for for a few Star Wars shows and 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 Marvel shows that are going to be coming out. Uh, I put the Andor one in here, but I mean, with it being so close, I don't know if we want to watch it. Well, see, that's uh, what I was going to ask because, like, I didn't react to it because we are so close. Is, do we yeah, want to risk so it this close? I think I think we'll we'll I, I think we can skip it because right. it's a week away. But they did drop one. If show. you guys want to check that out, yeah, we will. Well. Uh, but we have a trailers for Tales of the Jedi, The Mandalorian, uh, Marvel's Werewolf by Night, Marvel's Secret Invasion, as well as Willow. We're gonna start. We're gonna in, we're gonna watch them in the order that I said. So Tales of the Jedi is gonna be first. Um, so I know that Josh did reactions for a couple of these. I did. I did not react to the star wars stuff because i watched tales of the jedi and the mandalorian trailers back in star wars celebration in may which was like months ago so i i didn't want to do fake reactions to these because i've already seen them um and and like to be fair there are like little differences that i noticed between the trailers that i saw then and, and these but they're like minor they're like like small things like the one i think i saw at celebration was like an extended version for the mandalorian at least was like an extended version of, of what we saw of what they released the other day and then tales of the jedi was basically the same thing but the only thing they added in this one is a release date and you know whatever mm -hmm. but we'll check them out so tales of the jedi we'll watch it here with you guys uh we've both seen this already and uh we'll talk about it here a little briefly after we watch it so three two one tales of the jedi go Everywhere there is life, but you must face death. 
honor it. Do not fear it. Jedi. Ahsoka. Baby Ahsoka. It's your little baby. From the creators of the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. Hell yeah. The best way I can protect you is to teach you how Shorter haired Anakin. Master Dooku. I want oh, to I, peace mm. and order to the galaxy. Dooku Qui-Gon stuff is going to be... I can't, I can't wait for that shit. Exciting. It is the only way you will truly have victory. My Padawan. Mace and Dooku teaming up. Anakin training Ahsoka. Dooku going a little overboard. You know what's so bad? So October twenty sixth, like, stand down. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> when Mace is telling you to stand down, you're going, you're going too too much, dude. You're doing too much. The voice of that Inquisitor is fucking awesome. Yeah. I didn't mention it in my reaction, but I thought it sounded really great. So that was the trailer for Tales of the Jedi. So I went to the panel back in back in May over at Star Wars Celebration. Dave, Dave Filoni was there talking about it. And he said that he kind of just came up with this idea for this show one day while he was like... because. Going, I think he had to like take flights from like San Francisco to LA while he was doing the Mandalorian, right? And like while he's in the flight, he was just like, he, he likes to doodle and like, you know, do little drawings and, and he has like ideas in his head of like, you know, what he wants to do with Ahsoka and that kind of stuff. So he was saying that like, he kind of came up, like he had like some of this stuff with like on like the plane rides from like San Francisco to LA while working on the Mandalorian and stuff. And that's kind of how he, you know, was like, oh, well, let's, you know, here are these ideas. He showed them to, uh, I think it was uh, Carrie Beck, maybe, or I think it was Carrie Beck. She's one of like the, you know, uh, Lucasfilm, like, you know, like main, main people over there. She's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Carrie Beck is dope. She approves, you know, approves of a lot of dope stuff that happens over there. And he kind of like brought it to her and she's like, well, we should make this, you know, into a show or whatever. And then. That's how he kind of like made into like, here, these are going to be Tales of the Jedi because they're not going to be like, like it's in the animation style of Clone Wars, which I love, by the way, because the yeah, Clone Wars animation is fantastic. But they're not going to be as, ep the episodes are not going to be as long. They're just, they're like, it's what exactly what the name of the, the show is. They're Tales of the Jedi. So they're going to be shorter little episodes, which by the way, at Star Wars Celebration, they showed us the first, the entire first episode which is the baby Ahsoka episode that you see in the trailer there. So I got to watch the entirety of that first episode. And I want to say it was like 20 or so minutes long. It wasn't, it wasn't that like, it, it definitely wasn't like as long as like a, like a normal one. I, I, yeah. I want to say it was like 15, 20 minutes long, something like that, but it was, it was cool, man. It was cool. And also they revealed that Janina Gavankar, who we know as Aiden Versio from Star Wars Battlefront 2, She's going to be voicing Ahsoka's mom in that episode. She was also on stage there talking about it and all that. So it was cool having her there. 
But uh, yeah, so they're basically like sh- six little shorts. From what I gather off this season, or, or I don't know if they're doing more, but hopefully they do more. So I'm going to call this season one for now, but I don't know if they're doing more. That's speculation on my behalf. Is that uh, there's going to be six episodes total. Three of them are going to be Ahsoka based and three of them are going to be Dooku based is what I, what I gather. Because if you look at the trailer there, you have multiple versions of each character. So the one that I talked about, Baby Ahsoka, that's you know going to be one episode. Then you have another episode with Ahsoka, and she's like training with Anakin and the clones, right? Which, by the way, that whole training thing is what saves her in Clone Wars Season 7 during Order 66, if you guys remember that. So he's, Anakin is basically teaching her like what she does in there in this episode. And then the other Ahsoka episode, I think, is going to be the one where she encounters the Inquisitor after the Clone Wars, where hopefully we'll see her... If if this is the same Inquisitor from the Ahsoka novel, then then this is where we'll see her purify this guy's crystals and she turns those into her white lightsabers. So hopefully we get to see all of that. Then for the Dooku side of things, we obviously see him with a young Qui-Gon and he's like beardless. He doesn't have any facial hair. Looks like they're like on a planetary dispute or something and like things escalate because he's being a little extra. And then there's another one where him and where he looks older and he has a beard and him and Mace are kind of like, I think maybe on another planetary dispute thing. And he kind of like, it looks like maybe the, the, that could be the same planet as him and Qui-Gon were before, but it's him and Mace this time. And they're like, you know, trying to see what's going on there. And he kind of escalates things more again. And then the last episode is probably the one where we see him fighting Yaddle, where he kind of maybe, that's like where his turn from being a Jedi to a Sith, you know, hap- starts. Because uh, we see him fighting Yaddle in that trailer. And uh, from what we know about the future of, of that point on, we don't get to see Yaddle after episode one. And uh, Dooku, you know, turns out to be a Sith. So there was kind of like a funeral thing going there, which made me wonder if maybe that was Qui-Gon's funeral. Which we know that Qui-Gon got... He had he had the Jedi funeral on the boo where he got toasted, right? What if maybe they brought maybe they made they made like another another one back on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple for the rest of the Jedi who weren't able to be there, right? So maybe something like that. That's kind of my idea with that or what I think. But either way, I'm very excited. I cannot wait for this. I hope they do more than six episodes in the future because I want to see as many tales of as many. Other like think of all the other Jedi like minor Jedi we could get stories out of in the show like Plo yeah. Koon or you know Kifisto or like you know fucking like what if we got like a Tar Vizsla episode which of those of you who don't know who Tar Vizsla is he was the first Mandalorian Jedi creator of the dark saber like what if we got a tail off of him dude like that'd be badass dude like there's so much they could do with the show man like maybe they could explore Finn's force sensitivity after episode nine like you know because the movies didn't do it so. Just and just any all the other his, Jedi throughout history, like, like you know, old Republic era Jedi, you know, like it'd be it'd be amazing. So the the possibilities for the show are, are incredible. But for what we have in these six episodes, I'm very excited, very happy with what we have. I'm looking forward to the Ahsoka, or I mean, uh, not the Ahsoka, the Dooku and Qui Gon stuff the most, because Ahsoka, I feel like we've been getting a lot of her lately, and I kind of yeah. I want to know more about some of these other Jedi, man. 
Like she's cool, but you know, a Dooku, a Dooku Jedi story is long overdue. All right. We need that. And I'm hype. True. But anyway, I've talked a lot. Josh, you got anything else to add on to this before we move on? No, I, I agree with most of what you said. Like, I'm mostly excited for uh, Dooku and, and Qui-Gon and uh, hopefully seeing the fall or, or the start of the fall or all of that stuff. That's I mean, that's what and I'm also excited for, like, the potential for, for Tales. Like, you could do a lot. That That's a show that could go on forever if they wanted to. Right. Because you could. Yeah. It's Star Wars. You're playing in Star Wars. You have unlimited potential. Uh, you're only limited by your imagination. So. Yeah, like think, like what if, like think if they did like a fucking Revan and Basilo tale, dude. Like that'd be fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. The potential is is limitless. But anyway, we can move on because we got more trailers. So the next one we have here is The Mandalorian Season 3. Again, I also saw this one at Star Wars Celebration. It was a bit of an extended one that I saw over there. So we got to see, I got to see a little bit more. But it was basically, most the majority of it was basically the same. Um, so three, two, one, play. Be a little bit of flashbacks from season two and the book of Boba. And this is new. Grogu has a new little, little tram there, little pod. With a light on it and the N1 looking sexy as always. You have removed Looks like. So that. We, we're going to Mandalore, baby. Then you are a Mandalorian. The armor is still with her. Can't take off your helmet bullshit. Man, I love seeing the N1 in action, dude. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I'm so yeah, glad I it's the ship now. I love the ship. Bo-Katan sitting on a throne on, on Sundari, cool. probably. Bunch of Mandos. I'm so excited. Dude, when I saw this trailer at Celebration and they showed all these other Mandalorians, ah, dude, I was so hyped. The ruins of Sundari. Mandos dropping out of a dropship. Ooh. Get hype all over again. Just watching it over and over again. Mandos in action, baby. Look at that. That dude got decked in the face. Kawaki and Monkey Lizards on a tree. We got some pirates. Beef Cargo looking dripped out. Babu Frick. Grogu and Matt and Din enjoying the fireworks. You ready for an adventure? Then you gotta give everybody the cute little Din's holding Grogu while in the cockpit scene, because why not? No people are gonna lose their minds over that. So season three is streaming in 2023. Um, I can't wait, dude. Ever since I saw the trailer back in Celebration months ago, I have been waiting for this. Waiting, dude. And uh, yeah, so it's coming out next year. It's scheduled to, to premiere in February. I know they... Uh, they they revealed that at celebration as well. It's, it's coming out on uh, in February, so I can't wait. Though. I'm so excited. There's a lot of there's so much good shit in there. Yeah, Bo-Katan is gonna return to her, her antig antagonistic ways. She's gonna be an antagonist for uh, Mr. Dinjar in here. Um, it's gonna be interesting, dude, because we might have like you know, because we all we know that she's salty that that Din has the dark again, and you know she's been she told him about wanting to reclaim Mandalore and. You know, we have her and her night owls, and then we got Din and his cult with the, you know, 
with the with the armor and Paz Vizsla and 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 like all those people and it looks like we're maybe getting a Mandalorian Civil War, dude. And I'm I'm here for it, dude. I'm I'm excited, man. I I can't wait, dude. Yeah. And then we got Bobble Bobble awesome. Frick and yeah, it's, it looks it's so cool. Oh. I know I'm I just glad that we're... in my trailer. I hope people watch the book of Boba Fett because you can be real confused if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Although I think I think what they're going to do is they, they, for people who maybe didn't watch it, they might put something in there like, yo, you know, this is what happened if you didn't watch this, you know. But, but you I totally agree. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, you totally should have watched it. But, I, but I'm sure but I'm sure they're going to add something in there for people who didn't. But anyway, even if you didn't, you have time to watch it. Go watch it right now. What the hell is what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited, dude. I can't wait, man. That that looks, I I I've had that in my mind since May, dude. And people just watched it a few days ago, and I'm like, man, I've had that has been, I've known about all of that for like months, man. I, I'm I'm so mm-hmm. hyped, dude. I can't wait. Man, Mandalorians are so cool, man. Like, you know, they, from, they really are. From when we first see them to like, and where I really became fascinated with Mandos was Knights of the Old Republic, right? Because we had Candorus Ordo, and then we got Kotor two, and. We, and a big chunk of that game is getting Mandalorians together and seeing them in some fights and stuff. And it's like, that's where I kind of became obsessed with it. And uh, who knew all these years later that we're getting it on Disney Plus, we're getting Mandalorian, the show following Mandalorian, and then season three kind of set up for a Mando Civil War. So that'll be interesting if that's what happens. Um, at the very least, it'll be cool to meet other mandalorians hopefully so yes i want to see I'm all really the, excited. a bunch of yeah i want to see a bunch of other clans and and yeah i'm just I, I i can't wait man it's gonna be it's gonna be great february can't get here soon enough man because i am so ready for that but also tales of jedi in october dude that's next month man and we got Andor this month we got a lot of star wars coming man i'm hype mm-hmm. but that is uh, it for Star Wars because we're rolling into Marvel now. So we have the first trailer. Have you seen this one, Josh, or not yet? I did not. I I, I, I was thinking about it, and then I thought, you know what? DT reacted to these two. I did the two Star Wars things, so I'll save this for a cantina. Uh, uh-huh, uh, so that's uh-huh. that's what I did. So I didn't even react to some of the other trailers you got. I don't think I reacted to anything other than the Star Wars stuff. So everything okay. that we watch going forward will be fresh for me for the first time. All right, and I reacted to these. Well, I didn't react to Willow, but I watched it already. I should have reacted to it, but I don't know. I, I kind of just watched it. Uh, anyway, Werewolf. This is a Marvel Studios special presentation, Werewolf by Night. I reacted to this, so if you want to go check it out, it's on my YouTube channel. If you want to see my initial thoughts. Uh, anyway, we're going to see Josh's first reaction to this. So three, two, one, play. Let's check it. Oh. Sorry I keep yawning, guys. Like I said, I've been away for a very long time. My brain, my brain wants sleep. You can't escape the shock. Oh, damn. The terror of the terror werewolf by night. Tonight, it is every hunter for themselves. Good luck. I'll be rotting for you. But one of you is a monster masquerading as one of our own i can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are you wanna see this darling 
Please don't do this. Death is coming for you! There you go, dude. Marvel Studios special presentation, Werewolf by Night. So what'd you think, that Josh? Looks, that looks trippy is what that looks like. It looks like a trippy, cheesy, old school horror movie. And yep. I like it. To be That's what I you. said in my reaction, too. I love the corny cheesiness of the horror aspect of it, man. Like, and it's <laughs> it's going to be black and white, too, and everything. So I I like it, man. There was, like, some stuff that I missed out on the first time that I, like, when I went back and, like, you know, kind of pause stuff to see like there's like man thing is in there like i think some of the tva guys from loki are in there like it was it was fucking i i there was a lot going on man and and but yeah i i I think it's gonna be fun dude yeah it looks fun it looks like it doesn't take itself too seriously looks like a good time and it's like different from some of the other stuff they've done so it'll be interesting to see their take on something like this and uh, I'm excited for Elsa Bloodstone to finally be in the MCU because she's great. And uh, yeah, dude, I'm just I, I think I think I just think it looks fun, man. Like I, I'm 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 excited to watch this next month when it comes out. It'll be October seventh, so we're a little less than a month away. Hell yeah! And then we have another Marvel trailer. This one is Marvel Studios Secret Invasion. So this one is going to be cool because Josh and I are actually planning on reading the comics uh, yep. soonish. And when I mean soonish, I mean like next couple months. Uh, but I'm 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 excited to check it out and see what what it's all about. Um, well, let's see what the well, especially after watching this trailer. But let let's let's watch it first so you guys can see what it what it is. Uh, but if you're ready, three. Again, Josh hasn't seen this. I have three, two, one, go. Tend to let those calls go straight to voicemail. Yeah, well, this is different. Yeah, Nick Fury back, baby. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about your security detail? What do you mean, how much do I know about him? Yeah, Rhodey. Fury? We gotta be very careful. Ben Mendelsohn's always good. Yeah, say, what? How many of you are there? You're in no shape for this fight that lies before us. 
Secret Invasion. This show has a pretty killer cast, man. There's going to be a lot of cool people in this. Mm -hmm. So I'll, watching this, I'm like, man, I can't wait to read the comics because like, this is... I didn't know what's going on, man. Like, I didn't know who yeah, no. Are. Like, the trailer is a good trailer in that it doesn't give away the plot. Like, it is very much like you... I have no fucking clue what's going on for the most part. Uh, so I, I'm I'm curious. I can't wait to hop into the comic. I can't wait for to check out the show. It's a good trailer. All right, now we have the last one here for the movie news for today. That is the trailer for Disney Plus's Willow. So when you're ready, Josh, I'm ready. Throw her up. Three, two. One, go. You think you know what is real and what isn't. What is light? What is dark? Now, forget all you know. Come with me. Willow. We're looking for the sorcerer, Willow. I was told that once long ago you defeated the forces of evil. You remind me of your mother. My dear friend, I thought I could prevent all this. I was wrong. My brother was abducted. The world needs you again. It needs your magic. Follow me. We must go beyond the edge of our world into the unknown. Willow! I need your help. Just like old times. <laughs> Running. Horses. I'm pretty sure that little guy there is from Marvel's Mrs. Maisel, too. Rallying the forces of evil. And the only thing standing in its path is us. I'm going to enjoy this. If you think you're what I'm thinking, so am I. I doubt that very much. Take him to my tent and make sure he's tied up. I don't know. See, that kind of sounds like we're on the same page. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to play at being a sorcerer. Visiting strange worlds. Fighting monsters. Run! Never thought I'd actually really do it. What the hell is that? Oh. Trolls. I'm so miffed. We have to hurry. How will you defeat us? Same as last time. With my friends. November 30th. So another thing that's coming up in the next uh, you know few months. So what'd you think, Josh? I think it looks good. I'm gonna check it out when it releases. Uh, yeah. Very cool. I'm gonna be checking that out as well. I don't know how many episodes it's gonna be, but I mean, I like the movie. Um, checking this out. It's gonna be 
cool to see it like an updated uh you know version of the willow world um so hell yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be good i i i hope but uh yeah that'll uh that'll do it for the movie news so or the the tv news we're go moving to the movie news so when you're ready to make that jump josh we can uh, go ahead and switch to that yeah, let me I told ahead. you guys we could, we got we got a lot of news today. <laughs> All right, we're set, we're set for movie news. All right, so this is this should be a little bit shorter. So we're gonna try to go through this uh, uh, rather quickly. But uh, Joker two news: Brendan Gleeson is joining the cast of Todd Phillips' musical sequel. Uh, Joker Folly Adieu. Uh, is adding Brendan Gleeson, like I said. Uh, I don't think there's any or any, uh, you know, news on who he's gonna be, but he's doing the cast, and he's he's pretty good actor, so why not? Uh, why not, right? Uh, staying with DC news, we have uh, DC fandom is not returning this year. Um. Makes there's sense. Been a, there's, yeah, there's been DC fandom virtual events the past couple years. Uh, well, it started in 2020 uh, during the height of the COVID stuff. And there was one last year as well where they showed off uh, stuff like the Batman and the Snyder Cut and Peacemaker. But uh, there won't be one this year. Uh, instead, opting to announce stuff through various other conventions around the world um so yeah they're not uh they say that's with the return of in-person events they're they're reason they're, they're not doing it uh, uh one this year but i think it's because of all the shit that they've fucking been doing this year because they've been fucking being a we we all we all know the stupidity that's been going on over there so yeah i'm with you. i won't uh i won't uh you know Re- regurgitate that but but um yeah it just that's what i think is the real reason i mean they can say it's because in person shit's back but i think it's because they don't they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing and they're trying to get everything figured out still so anyway kind of a bummer though because i actually kind of i like dc fandom but i mean you know if they don't even know what direction they're going in for the future of dc then well you know yeah we'll see right uh we have a trailer for Black Adam. I have not seen this yet. I was going to react to it, but then I was like, you know what? I'll just throw it in the news. We'll, 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 we'll react to it live on the podcast. So, yep. Two minute, 41 trailer. Three, two, one, play. My son sacrificed his life to save me. You know what I noticed right away from this trailer? What's that? Not a gift. Is that it doesn't look as yellow as the other ones. The other ones had like a yellowish kind of filter on them, it looked like, or something. Oh, uh, yeah. This kind of looks like a little more like normal or natural. This loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him? 
We'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? Oh, Amanda oh, Waller. Damn. Amanda Waller. We don't need passports. Dr. Fate. Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Look at this. Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. Heard about at least three killers this afternoon. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. Here we go. Oh, come on, man. I kneel before no one. Doctor Fate. To seek justice. Yes. You came to exact revenge. Damn. I never said I was a hero. You believe you are not worthy, but fate does not make mistakes. You have two paths. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior. Alright, Black Adam. Trailer I'm number actually two. really excited for it, to be honest. I love I The just... Rock. It's gonna have Dr. Fate. I can't wait. I just hope they don't make him into like a good guy or like a like a fucking you know like a, a he, Black Adam's a bad guy, dude. Like like I don't know, you know, but they have Rock being you know Black Adam, so you know I don't I don't know I don't know. I I am I am I am looking forward to checking it out though, but I'm just like I don't know, it's just weird, dude. Like I feel like I he could should see be them... banned, but I feel like he's been been anti-hero in the past more than than villain. Um, but I, I, I really hope they lean more into the villainy part. Cause that's what I want. Right. Yeah. Like, cause he's, I don't he's, want him he's to fucking do that. Shazam. He's, he's Shazam's like main bad guy, dude. Like, well, come on, you But anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see. I suppose. I'll be honest with you. I, uh, the biggest part of reason I'm excited for this is fucking Dr. Fate. Cause Dr. Fate yeah. was cool. And I love Dr. Fate. And, uh, yep. That's like the main reason I'm excited. It's not The Rock. I'm sorry, Dwayne. I like you. But they're putting one of my favorite heroes who I've known forever into a movie finally. So, uh, and he's probably going to get wasted at some point, like five minutes into the movie somehow. But that's not what I want to happen. But I don't care. I want to see Dr. Fate. That's like my thing. Yeah, I'm excited for Dr. Fate. Also, well. it was. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just. He's, he's... That's the reason why I'm excited for this movie mainly because mm -hmm. I want to see Doctor Fate do Doctor Fate shit. But anyway, I was gonna say it's nice of uh, Charles Xavier to loan them the X Jet from uh, the. You Marvel. know what's funny is I was thinking like exact. I was like, what are they doing at the X Mansion, bro? I didn't say it, but I'm like, what are they doing at the X Mansion? <laughs> right, it, it just, looks just like it. It it, it, it was pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> they it even got like the jet too and everything, bro. I was like, what the fuck? It was shocking when I saw it. I was like, God damn, there's fucking Charles and the jet uh, and everything. That's too funny. <laughs> All um, right. 
All right, now let's talk about the. To close out the news, the D twenty three Marvel, Star Wars, and twentieth uh, Century Studios showcase. So, we'll we'll quickly go through this because we already saw some of the stuff they the trailers that they showed, but we'll we'll talk about the rest of the stuff. So, they they mentioned Andor, and they brought out a trailer for it. We're not gonna check it out because that's next week. Uh, they talked about Willow and obviously saw the trailer for that already, so we can get past that. Tales of the Jedi. Also, we saw that October 26th, six uh, episodes all releasing on the same day, I believe. Here's some of the stuff we didn't really get to see because they didn't release stuff on it, but they talked about Ahsoka and the skeleton crew. So... Uh, John Favreau says Ahsoka will be Dave Filoni's magnum opus. And uh, the idea for Skeleton Crew was formed during Favreau's time working on the Spider-Man movies alongside John Watts from Marvel. Uh, Watts directed all three of the MCU Spider-Man movies and will be showrunner of Skeleton Crew. And they also released an image of Jude Law's character in skeleton crew uh, uh john watts said it's a show about a group of kids who get lost in the star wars galaxy and then they showed the mandalorian season three trailer which we already saw uh and then they talked about indiana jones they showed the first footage uh big sequence during a new york ticker tape parade Horseback chase in a subway tunnel, a train sequence, and the whip versus a dozen guns. So, uh, the teaser is said to have contained plenty of high octane sequences. And Salah, John Reese Davis, Indy's friend from Tomb uh, Raiders of the, uh, the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade, is back for the fifth and final movie. Uh, there will be a couple of flashbacks to a younger indie played by a de-aged Harrison Ford. Director James Mangold, uh, Harrison Ford, and co-star Phoebe Waller-Bridge were all in attendance to show off the movie's first teaser. Ford got notably emotional during and after it was shown, according to, ten according to attendees, before he told audiences, we really have a human story to tell as well as a movie that'll kick your ass. That's what Harrison said about <laughs> that. Um, moving on to Marvel, they talked about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They had some exclusive footage that wasn't released anywhere else. Uh, the movie is uh, out on November 11th. Uh, we'll probably get a new trailer soon because of how soon the movie's coming out. Uh, they showed a teaser for Ironheart as well. Uh, Brian Coogler uh, was brought out with uh, who's uh, Gonna be executive producer on Ironheart. Uh, he remained on stage and was joined by co-star Anthony Ramos to tease a first look of the series. Anthony Ramos is playing someone called Parker Robbins, uh, the supervillain known as the Hood, who was described by the actor as a complex guy with a bit of good and bad in him. He'll deal in the dark ma magical arts too, which will put him on an interesting collision with the course of the more technically technologically minded Riri Williams. 
no word on whether a teaser will come out, but the show is being filmed in Chicago and Atlanta ahead of AIDS next year. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. they showed another trailer there and talked about more details. Uh, during the event, Paul Rudd said, this is unlike anything you've seen, certainly from Ant-Man and the Wasp. This thing is bananas. Uh, Paul Rudd was praising Jonathan Mage's role in the movie. Uh, what the actor is continuing to play King the Conqueror and its variants. We, you know, we saw at the end of Loki season one. Kevin Feige said that Ant-Man 3 will kick off phase five in a big way. That'll begin a direct line to Avengers the Kang Dynasty, one of the three confirmed movies in phase six. Uh, the full trailer was shown, but it wasn't made publicly available. Uh, Randall Park's Jimmy Woo will also be a part of the cast. And then they talked about Werewolf by Night, which we already saw uh, the trailer for. Secret Invasion, we also saw the trailer for already. Uh, they talked about Armor Wars. Uh, and they said it's coming out uh, next year. Or maybe after that. But it's going to be... Uh, uh, a series coming, this is coming soon. The show will follow events from Secret Invasion and see Jim, James Rhodes pursue criminals who procure some of Tony Stark's old tech. The six-part series will enter production next year, so expect to f it to form some part of Phase 5. Uh, Loki Season 2, they announced a new cast member. Uh, Ke Hui Kwan, who obviously was in... Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Also, Data from Goonies and uh, Short Round from Indiana Jones. He's going to be joining the cast of Loki Season 2. Uh, so, Loki will apparently connect to the whole multiverse saga, meaning it'll span phases 4, 5, and 6. Uh, then they also mentioned Fantastic Four. Matt Shockman is confirmed as director, which we kind of talked about a couple weeks back on the podcast here that that was going to be the case. Uh, no casting announcements have been made yet for Fantastic Four. is what Kevin Feige said. Uh, so we'll have to keep waiting on that. They talked about Echo. That filming has wrapped. Uh, Wilson Fisk will be wearing an eye mask. Apparently. Uh, it'll be coming up on Phase 5, which will be released mid-2023. Uh, the show's main cast members were in attendance. Uh, of the first footage from Echo with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk, uh, Alakwa Cox's Maya Lopez. Uh, you know, I shot him in the finale of Hawkeye, so, you know, he's going to want some revenge from that. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, Native American culture uh, links because of Echo. Uh, and it's looking very different to what you're thinking, is what they, uh, they said to people who were in attendance. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, set to begin filming in 2023. The 18-part series starring, starring Charlie, Charlie Cox's Mass Vigilante got a brief update. Uh, he said Charlie Cox said the show would begin to perform shooting in 2023 ahead of its 2024 release. Uh, a clip from a She-Hulk Attorney at Law uh, aired, which uh, showed the Daredevil cameo and the two superheroes arguing about what was the best approach to taking out their foes? Captain America, New World Order. Uh, they talked about. Uh, 
Danny Ramirez, who was in Falcon the Winter Soldier, is going to be playing the new Falcon. Uh, and then obviously you got Anthony Mackie as Cap. Uh, more surprising, though, was that Tim Blake Nelson will be joining Tim Roth in making his long-awaited return to the MCU. So Nelson uh, was Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader from the original Hulk, uh, you know, Incredible Hulk movie. So he's coming back after not being in the MCU for years uh, and will play a significant part in Captain America 4. And obviously, you know, we just had Tim Roth come back to the MCU with uh, She-Hulk. So it's cool to see some of these guys that haven't been around the MCU for years finally come back. Uh, and Shira Haas has been cast as Israeli superhero in Sabra. And Carl Lumbly returns as Isaiah Bradley from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They revealed the cast of the Thunderbolts. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about who the main crew is going to be, but we have the full lineup. Are you ready to hear, Josh? Here we go. Let's we go. got the Winter Soldier, played by Sebastian Stan. Elena Belova, played by Florence Pugh. The Red Guardian, played by David Harbour. Ghost, played by Hannah John Kamen. Taskmaster, Olga Kurilenko. And the U.S. Agent, played by Russell Wyatt. Uh... The six part or 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 Wyatt Russell, I should say, not Russell Wyatt. The six uh strong team will be led by Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Uh and I think this is kind of a weird lineup. Maj and I were kind of talking about this uh in in, in uh the voice chat the other day is that a lot of these characters kind of have the same, they're kind of like very similar. Like they're all like Captain America-esque type of characters. Mm-hmm. Because you have, you have Winter Soldier, you have Red Guardian, you have uh, US Agent, and they're all kind of playing the same, they're all like very similar, right? So I don't know, it'd be interesting because you, you would think that there'd be other characters in here like the Abomination and, and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Marvels. I was really expecting, I was really expecting uh, Abomination to be part of it, and he's not, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. Anyway. It, it, it's a weird lineup. It's a weird. It's a, definitely a weird lineup. But um, I don't know. We'll 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 see. We'll see how they manage to to shape this up in the in the you know in the next uh, couple phases. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the Marvels. They showed uh, some stuff for the Marvels. Uh, the main cast members were in attendance. And uh, they had a, they showed the antagonist wielding an, an accuser's hammer. Uh, plenty of body swapping between the trio and then Nick Fury and, and Kamala Khan's family. And also a small cameo from Goose the Cat. So, yep, that's the end of the Marvel thing. For 20th Century, they showed uh, Avatar The Way of Water footage. Uh, Sigourney Weaver revealed that she'll be playing the daughter of Sully and Neytiri in Avatar 2, who is called Kiri. And, uh, yeah, so they showed some new footage and also some concept art. So that's... Uh, I think 
it for what they had there. But um, yeah. Out of all of that, Josh, any any other thoughts on any of the things that they, that that was that was mentioned there that you didn't already uh, talk about? Um, not really. Um, most of the stuff I react to. Yeah, nothing really like newish. Nothing like that for me. All right, well, that's the news for today, man. We are we are finally done with the news. We are done, guys. We did two and a half hours of news. Woo! Yep. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll talk about Cobra Kai Season 5. I can't wait to get into that. That's going to be fun to talk about. Oh, yeah, dude. I wore my Miyagi-Do headband, dude. Let's go. Hell, yeah. We'll see you guys in a minute. So Get up, stretch your legs, go to the restroom, do all that stuff. We'll be right back. Hi, guys. We are back from our break. I hope you had a nice one as well. We're going to hop into Cobra Kai Season 5. Let me put up our main topic text. So you uh, guys... It's a cruel summer. It is. It's um... hot as fuck for, for, for the most part, but... <laughs> Let me fix it. But no, Cobra Kai, because... Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, season five. We watched it. Space? Yeah. All right. And we're going to spoil it. Yeah. So this is your warning to get yep. out of here. If you haven't watched it yet, come back later. I'm telling you right now, if you haven't watched Cobra Kai season five or the show at all, period, I'm begging you to leave. I want you to leave. I don't want you here <laughs> if you haven't seen it. You understand? Because you're not going to get how good this show is for me telling you about it. You need to go watch it because it is fucking fantastic. All right. So that's what I'm telling you. You got your warning. Warning's over. We're going to spoil it. Okay. And the first thing we're going to be like is DT3. Did you like this season of Cobra Kai? I love this season. It was so good. I also love this season. And in fact, I love every season of Cobra Kai. And in fact, I love True. this motherfucking show. It is so good. True. <laughs> it is fantastic. Would you, um, would you honestly believe, right, that just a few short years ago that we would have a show like Cobra Kai? Like, we would watch it, like, based on the Karate Kid and be like, a show based on the Karate Kid. How do you do that? How's that going to be good? And here we are, five seasons. Five consistently five. good seasons. Show's still fantastic. Like, that is insane to me. Yep. Not only that, cultivating future movie stars, because the, the cast is young, but now they True. are experienced. Uh for the future in in martial arts i'm sure a lot of them have studied it for reals uh some of them have gone on to star it already gonna be in superhero movies like we're gonna get the blue yeah. beetle um beetle yeah cholo maridueña <laughs> is gonna be jaime reyes in the dc i'm very excited for that can't wait Mm-hmm. but to to and the build on the lore of the Karate Kid all these years later with characters like Chosen and Terry Sil Terry Silver and uh, like it's insane to me and what else is insane to me is just that it's so good over five seasons like to me there's yeah. not been a dip like it's always good I 
I agree. I, I there has not been a bad season for me. It's all they've all been they've all been good. Yeah. And the actors are always good. Um but uh but but yeah, we we also got um like we're still building on on, on and still even 5 seasons later we're still building on and pulling things from those movies. Like we got Mike Barnes for a little bit in this season. We got um we got a smidge. I thought we were going to get more, but we only got it for like one episode. A smidge of chosen backstory of him as a kid in an episode. I thought yeah. we were going to get more of that. We didn't get more of that, but I thought we might. Um, but I think it's really cool that they, they, they still um, still find things to pull pull from the older movies and, and, and put them into the seasons. For sure. Um, but yeah, DT, where do you where do you want to start? Do we want to go down episode by episode, or do we just want to give an overall? I don't know if we need to break down every episode because everybody's yeah, no, watched I don't, it. But those, yeah, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just do an overall kind of kind of thing. Um, yeah, I uh, I mean, it starts off with the beginning of the season. We have Miguel going to Mexico trying to find his dad, and then I so I really liked. One of my favorite things of this season is the fact that we're kind of, I hope, done with Miguel and Robbie fighting each other and, and, and Johnny being in the middle of that. Because that's kind of been like every season up until this point. Mm-hmm. And this season, we kind of finally figured it out, right? You know, but we start off with 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 Robbie and, 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 and Johnny going on a trip to Mexico because he wants to bond with his son for all this time. And Miguel's missing because he went to go find his dad. And yeah, I, I I really liked like that stuff, like getting everybody together on the same team finally. Cause obviously up until this point, they've all been like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm in Eagle Fang, you're in Miyagi Do, you're in Cobra Kai, you know. And now we kind of have every, like all of our main crew, you know, on the same the same side, so to speak, right? I mean that's mm-hmm. kind of where we where we where we end off with it at the end of the season as well. You know, once they kind of take down Cobra Kai, but even at the beginning, like we like, we get the start of that, like like yeah, Robbie and 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 Miguel kind of still have this beef that they don't really you know like each other still, and Johnny's in the middle of that trying to bring his student and his son together. But um, I'm trying to make that amends. was cool. Like, like them, yeah. the the whole arc of Robbie does feel guilt for what happened to Miguel from the previous seasons, right? Like he does feel yep. guilt and he does want to make things right, but it's just, it's not easy. Like feelings and, and emotions are complicated. Um, yep. And they have to work that out the way men work that out, which is we beat the shit out of each other. Beat so, the fucking <laughs> shit out of each other. Hell yeah. DT, DT and I were watching, um, uh, I, so, I forget which episode that happens in, <laughs> but so we for, watched it and I was for, like, that's totally something we do. <laughs> so Josh and I watched the first five episodes together and then we watched the second five separately. Right. Yeah. So in, in case you guys are wondering how that, how that, why, you know, going along. Yeah. We watched the first five together and the second five separately. Um, and yeah, it was the moment that you're talking about. Uh, had to have been 
pretty early on. I, I think it has to be episode five because. Oh, when they're like fighting each other. Yeah, that, that's the moment I'm talking about is when they fight each other. I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and yeah, the reason yeah. I say that is because I've watched reactions up to four and that fight hasn't happened yet. So it has to be five. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I was talking to DT. And it's something I've, I've mentioned in the past, too, which is like, you know, dudes are different from ladies in that we could go out if we had a disagreement and we could fight it out in the back alley. And when that fight was over, we'd be hugging each other and being like, we're friends again. You know what I mean? Like, which is some of that is a joke, but most of it is like, part of it is true, which is like, if you have a disagreement, that's not like a super serious. You can go out and fight it out and come back in and be OK in school. Yeah. Real life story for a second. In school, I had bullies, right? Uh, and I would fight bullies because that's what I do. Like, if somebody's picking on me, I'm not going to take shit off of them. I'm going to fucking fight them because I'm a kid and I have emotions and I am i don't like it. Throw hands. That's what you do. Anybody yeah, so that ever bullied me. Well, you, you want the smoke? Come get it. Yeah. So anytime, like, you have had a bully in school and I fought them, I always ended up becoming friends with them while we sat in, like, uh... I think everybody calls it detention except for my school, which is they called it OR for some reason. Um, OR. Yeah, I have no idea what it was, what it meant or what it stood for. But like when you're sitting there, you're sitting there together, you're talking, you're working out your differences. Like we got the aggression out of the way. We're figuring out why we're fighting, you know, and like I always ended up becoming friends with a lot of my bullies and they stopped being bullies after that. You know, like it's weird. Um but it made me think of that moment, uh, those moments of like, yeah, totally understand. They, they need to fight this out. They have to get this out of their system. It's a weird thing. Yeah. We're 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 human beings, but at times we we still have some animal instincts, which is, uh, you know, our aggressive sides. So. Um, yeah. Uh, um, one thing I noticed about this season a little bit before we continue onward is like. There are fights this season, but I don't feel like, and this could just be me not remembering as well either. But I'm, I'm, I'm asking you because you're gonna, you, you might remember better than me because your memory's better than mine. It's like I don't feel like there's as many fights this season. Am I wrong? Or, and the fights that that happen are great, but I, I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of. Um, uh, I think there's, I think because we're, we're used to seeing so many fights with like all the kids fighting each other, like yes. at the mall or at it's the a fucking. It's a swap. Yeah, they're always kind of get the, uh, the attention always, every season. They're always usually fighting, right? And this mm -hmm. season, there's like less of that because remember they're at the water park and instead of fighting, they're like, oh, let's go down, let's do a race. Who can, you know, who can get down there quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So there's stuff like that, and then like. I feel like we got to see more fighting between adults than we did the kids this season. We did. We definitely did. I agree with that. You know? Um, so. And a lot of it is. Uh, what am I? What's the word I'm trying to find here? A lot of it is. Um, there's a lot of tension in this season because of. Terry Silver's kind of playing that slow game. And, like, it's a... The season is a little slower. That doesn't mean it's bad. I think it is a little bit slower in in terms of uh, of of build. But, it, but man, when it hits the end, it's... it's The climax, it's so good. It's just perfect. Um, so, 
this season feels a little different than the other seasons, but it's still so fucking good. Um, we don't. See, we. I also feel like we don't see a lot of training. There are some episodes with training, like the bad eggs episodes. Training. Yeah. Um. Well, we also start off this season where uh, Daniel is like, you know, we're gonna keep our promise that if Cobra Kai won, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna disband our, you know, we're gonna stop doing Miyagi Do stuff, right? So that's kind of one of the big, bigger things. There's, there's not really, we don't get much Miyagi Do Eagle Fang stuff. So there's, there's mainly only Cobra Kai is what we do see for the training, you know. And so, you know, there's obviously less of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, after like four seasons, these fighters are pretty well trained at this point. Yeah, <laughs> the only the only ones really needing the training are like the more like recent cast members, like uh, uh, like what's his name? Oh fuck, what's the kid? Uh, the Cobra Kai kid, Kenny, Kenny Payne, Kenny, yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, yeah. like him. He's he's like, you know, not like new new because he was new last season. But he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's he's not on the level of some of these other guys still, right? Like, uh, what's his mm-hmm. name? Uh, uh, Terry taught him that one move, you know, to kind of like stun the opponents. And once he found that out, he was like, oh, you know, I got this trick up my sleeve now. But like, you know, he tried like going up against, uh, I think it was Hawk or something. And Hawk was like, I mean, like, like kid, you're you're making a mistake trying this. Like, like don't even, you know. And. Uh, which, which, by the way, Kenny's, uh, you know, story this season was very interesting as well. Like for him getting, you know, upset at the uh, Robbie, and and then like at the very end with Terry after you know after Terry gets got, which oh my god, dude, that fucking end when Daniel and Terry fought at the end. Oh my god, bro, what a fucking fight, dude. That shit was. And which, by the way, this is after he fought fucking Chosen. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if you want to talk about that now or later, but man, that was that was great. If you want to, like the whole, the whole. This because uh, there's there's more setup to that. That's why you know, like you got Mike yeah. and 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 Johnny and and they're all they're like been they've been drinking and and you know, anyway, there's but yeah, it was crazy, man. It was crazy in the best way. Yeah. Um... A lot of the Mike Barnes stuff was like I wanted. That's the only I wanted him in the season more. Uh, I I, I thought he was gonna be in it more too because he like shows up and you're like, oh, that's cool. Because when the moment he shows up and we see him for the first time, when Daniel goes to his uh you know like store, mm-hmm. and like he's saying stuff on the phone and 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 Daniel thinks he's the I knew that was a fucking fake out because there's there's no there's no way. But. I'm apparently smarter than he is because he was just, you know, fucking ready to just scrap with him, thinking he was already contacted by uh, Terry. It was not the case at all. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna be in the season more, and then like at that end fight when he gets knocked out. I just kept waiting for him to show up and help out Johnny. And it took a while for that to happen. Like it took longer than I thought, mm-hmm. but like when it happened, I was like, Oh, of course it's going to happen. You know, he's been knocked out this entire fucking time. dude. Come on. Uh, huh. Um, God, that fight at the end. And, and there's another fight earlier in the season 
where I think it's where Johnny and Chosen team up for like the first time. Like in one of the, and they go in the dojo and they fight one of the fucking uh, senseis. And it's Johnny and Chosen fighting him. And like that fight was so hard. It was like, it took two of us. It took two of us to fight that guy. <laughs> and then when they get to the end, obviously they've been training and stuff. Which some people, I, I did read on Reddit, some people were like, well, earlier in the season when they fought one, it took two of them. I, I, my brain immediately went, well, they've obviously been training to deal with these guys at this point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, uh, because you're going to have to train like a motherfucker to, to, to fight these guys. So, but dude, um, Johnny was putting up a fight, man. He was fighting like how, like four of them. I think at once at one point after like Terry was gone or, or fighting chosen or whatever. And like Mike was knocked out and he was, you know, I was like, man, Johnny, you're some, a, you're a, you're a bad motherfucker, dude. It's, it's, it's brutal too. Like I, I fully yeah. expected no joke, no lie. I fully expected somebody to die. I thought we were going to lose somebody. I, I like somebody is going to get fucking killed. And I honestly God thought they might kill Chosen. Like they I mean they they, they almost did it, it dude. Yeah. They set it up like he makes the phone call and everything while they're when they're partying and I'm like, "Oh no. Oh no, that's that's death flags." That's death flags. I was flags. like, "Dude, I was I was I was watching I was like, "Yo, they better not kill off Chosen after after talking to Kimiko, dude. Like they you, you better not fucking pull that bullshit." This man needs to go back and tell her how he feels, goddammit. Don't fucking kill him off here before he gets a chance to do so. But he and Terry have a badass fight. Then they pull out the real weapons. And it's a cool fight, man. That is a cool-ass fight. But Chosen mm-hmm. gets fucked up. And, yeah, they make they make it seem like he uh, was kind of... And the thing is, Chosen could have took him. But there's a moment where he hesitates and looks at Johnny fighting the yeah. other senses. He's like, I need to help Johnny. And that's when Terry strikes. Um, Chosen is so good this season. Like, there's so many awesome moments where I'm just like, fuck, that was a good line. Like when like when he's like talking, they're talking to Terry Silver in the in the country club. And he's like, you're playing with fire. And Chosen's like, I am the gasoline. Like he fucking says that shit, and I'm like, "Oh boy, you you fucking cold blooded chosen." Oh my god, some some good. And here's the thing. We always talk about writing. Cobra Kai has some of the best writing on TV and in television to me because they wrote in from movies characters that were villains. They wrote redemption arcs. They mm. wrote characters that are redeemed in this series that even though you don't necessarily see their redemption, you believe that they have changed their ways. And Chosen in particular is written in such a way that he is willing to die for the LaRusso family. Like he he tells Terry Silver in that second yeah. episode, you stay away from the LaRussos or you will beg for mercy. Like that is a man that wants to do things the right way and feels like he owes Daniel for what happened in the Karate Kid too. Like, it's ugh, the writing is so good. I can't stop it's praising great. Cobra Kai. Uh, like, like, like when you when you think about like having chosen fight fucking Terry. Like these are both like once bad guys, bro, and they're both <laughs> fighting each other. Like that's so fucking crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's and so well so done. Unhinged. The way they do it. Terry is so unhinged at times. Like he's a mad genius. It's he 
no joke, feels like a Marvel villain. Like a smart Marvel villain. Like, if he had actual superpowers, his superpower in the show is money. But, like, if he had oh, actual yeah. superpowers in, in, in Marvel, like, I could easily see Terry Silver being a fucking villain. Like, not just me big, strong villain. Like, this dude is a thinker. <laughs> yeah. This dude is a tactician. This dude is... I want a villain like that. I feel like Doctor Doom would be that villain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, if Majin's listening, I feel like if if Terry Silver was in Marvel, he'd be Doctor Doom. I feel like that's the type of villain Doctor Doom is. Um, oh God, the, all the actors on the show are fantastic, and the writing is so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and then like even like Amanda going from like being like, what the hell is naked dude walking around our house you know coming from moking out like, like, like what's going on here from her wanting to end from her wanting daniel to end all that karate shit to at the end of the season be like yo we're with you let's fucking you know yes uh, you know like even that is like wow you know that's cool to see how she like change you know changes her perspective on on stuff throughout the entire season mm-hmm. and it was cool to see how like like her sister, who I didn't realize who her sister was, just from Karate Kid Part Three. Didn't know that. Um, it's been so long since yeah, I've seen. Yeah, we saw those three. flashbacks. It's been a lot of times I've seen it too. But yeah, we yeah. saw the flashbacks and all that. And and she explains like, wait, Terry Silver, fucking no wonder Daniel's losing his goddamn mind. Like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like that that dude's unhinged and like. I th- and I feel like Amanda LaRusso is written in a way it's like it's very it's very easy to write that character just wrongly to make them yeah annoying for not being on Daniel's side but she's not she's totally reasonable well her request is reasonable everything that's set up is re- reasonable I never feel I'm never like oh man don't leave like no I totally understand why she does and that in that moment yeah. and takes the kids like it she's, makes she's always sense. ready to ready to call the cops and shit too Mhm. Which I think is funny. And then like also on that other side of things, you got Johnny and uh fucking Miguel's mom. They're having a fucking baby. Yes. And like which I wasn't expecting at all. <laughs> yeah, no. That was that was like, "Oh, okay. That's going to be interesting going forward with the show like next season and all that." Which uh I I liked that Johnny was you know making more of an effort to be of a dad a dad this season to both Robbie and then also be better for the future baby and has actual and that's advice. Another, yeah, another reason why he was trying to get uh, you know, Miguel and, and Robbie on the same page, because you know, they're gonna be, you know, probably hanging around each other a lot more now, you know. And uh yeah, it was just cool, like also just just seeing all these relationships that that we've had over the past, you know, five you know, four seasons before this one. Mm-hmm. Like everybody come together and then like, you know. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's cool to see, man. And then, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say one of my favorite moments is when Johnny talks to Daniel. Daniel is drunk, shows up at Johnny's, and they have a a talk in there on the Ah. couch. (laughs) I think that is a fantastic moment for this show. Like, they were trying to kill each other in season one. Like, they were trying to, like, they were just getting on each other's nerves, and they were, and there were so many times where they were like this close to being friends and something would happen. 
And that was a moment where they are now on a in a place where they're like, they feel like friends. It's like Johnny cares. Like he's giving him advice. He's getting him to telling him to get his shit together. Like it's, I like that moment in there when they're talking in his apartment. Yeah, yeah, especially because it's like usually the other way around. Yes. And it was yeah, it's it's it was really good. And then like you know we haven't talked about this entire fucking uh, time that we've been talking about this. Who played a pretty major part in all of the events that were to come in all of this? Is your boy fucking Dungeons and Dojo's fucking Stingray, <laughs> dude? Yeah, he had a oh, big Walter part House in like back. making. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he had a pretty like major key role there towards the end, man. Like you know, in terms of like, like giving Daniel a ride and then Amanda and and yeah, like fucking uh, just being the one. Well, oh, him and like Tori too, because Tori had a flip. You know, she was mm-hmm. talking to Crease, and they you know, they they all got the little newspaper clipping over to Daniel about the lie, which kind of led him down the path of like, yo, we can kind of do something, something with this, and then uh, yeah. Which again, sp- speaking of like rivalries turned friends, like like with Robbie and Miguel, you got Tori and and Samantha, you know, also mm-hmm. kind of hearing each other out now this season and kind of doing that. Another thing to, to fuck up really easy in writing is relationships, right? Like, like to start off with, you have Miguel and, and Sam, like, uh, kind of arguing a little bit. And then he comes back and they have the talk and, and she's like, I need to figure out who I am. I'm not okay right now. And it's like, yeah, he's heartbroken, but he understands like, yeah, there's, that's good writing. Like, there's so many ways they could have soap opera that, and it is soap opera eat a little bit. They but it's did. Not like, they did. But Which, like, it's I'm not like, to the point where it's real bad, though. Yeah, I. They better stay together, though, dude. Because I am sick of them breaking up and getting back together. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, stop it. Like, you've done it enough times now. We get it. I get that sometimes you have to add that little, you know, teenage drama bullshit. But they've done it enough, dude. Like. <laughs> She, he, he got you the squid necklace, girl. Come on. I think they're uh, gonna be good going forward. I feel like, yeah. Um, because that's Robbie what I hope. T- Robbie and Tori also have like some relationship stuff, and but it's not as mm. bad as the Miguel Sam stuff because that relationship I feel is newer because Tori kind of came a little bit. They didn't really get together till like the last season. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? Relationships. Um, I feel like most of the relationship stuff is kind of resolved by the end of this season. And honestly, yeah. if they do a season six, which I feel like they're going to, they are. I don't know where they go. I don't know where they go from here. Uh, you Same know? because because like. I yeah, they kind of like. At the end of the season, we kind of have everybody on the same side, really. So I don't know what other further drama. Well, actually, I know what we're going to. Well, no, I have an idea because of the way the season ends. But I hope that there isn't much more of this, like, jumping around, like, you know, fucking up the relationships again. Because I kind of hope things stay like that, at least for a while, because... There's been so much of that jumping around like the past previous seasons. But mm-hmm. big spoiler alert time. Big, big spoiler alert time. 
again, big spoiler alert, final episode. Kreese has escaped. Prison break. Kreese gets out of there. So he's back out in the wild again. Now that now that the, we get we get an opposite ending of what happened last season, right? Mm-hmm. Terry is free and 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 Kreese gets taken away. Now we have the, the reverse of that. Now we have Terry getting taken away and Kreese is free. So I imagine that Kreese is gonna wanna, you know, try to get back into some of those kids' heads and, and try to, you know, convert do some conversion converting again with, with Cobra Kai. But yeah, you're right though. I don't like that's that's where I imagine it's gonna be going. But like, what do they do from there? You know, like, 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 how, the, like why the why would these kids believe this guy? obviously gonna happen, right? They're obviously yeah. gonna still do the tournament thing, so that's gonna be a thing. The big tournament, the world tournament. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask you for any moment, did you think Kreese was actually dead? Because I will be honest with you, I thought he died. I thought they actually killed him in prison for a minute. <laughs> I was for like, a moment, for a moment, I did, but then I was like, "There's no way they kill him off like that, right? Like, there's no yeah, way, exactly. dude. That's kind of just like that. Went. There's I was no, like, no way, dude. Is he actually dead? No, no, he's not. I'm like, they're gonna they go do, back to that before this episode's over. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, they they, did. they do a pretty decent job at, at like making you think he is, but I, but then my brain, my you know, my my brain was like, no way, dude. He's he's such a major character. For the Karate Kid Cobra Kai universe, there's no fucking way they kill him off like that. Just some random dude in jail fucking, you know, shanking his ass. No way, dude. Uh, um, one of my one of my favorite moments in this season is Crease talking to the therapist and it's swapping to all the different uh, like people. Right. And it even goes to young Johnny. I was not yeah. expecting that. Was not yeah. expecting. Caught me completely by surprise. And it looked good. I was like, damn, they got some of that Star Wars money <laughs> for a minute. Um, uh, but yeah, like that, that's one of my favorite moments from this season is, is, is Kreese talking to all those people. And they act like they might redeem Kreese, but by the end of this season, that some bitch ain't redeemed. If anything, he's still yeah. evil, more evil nice. than he was. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they um, definitely make it seem like oh, he's gonna be a changed dude. Especially you know, like after he talks to Tori and is like, "Oh, do what's best for you," right? When he tells her and all that, and then talking mm-hmm. to the therapist, they make you think like, "Oh, maybe he did change." Hell no, nah, dude. This is John Kreese we're talking about here, man. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Yeah, like you say, he's probably even worse than he was before because of this. Yeah. It was cool to see but, the young uh, John Kreese again too. That was cool that they brought. Oh, that dude, back. it's fu- it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to tell you. Would you think of like when he got into the fight at the prison and he turned into John- young Kreese and he started whooping everybody's ass? I was like, that's so smart. That's so yeah, smart. yeah. It makes to do so that. much sense. Same, because you don't want to have you know old dude, you know Martin, you know, you don't want to have him doing all that stuff, right? You want to have the younger dude do all that. It makes it may when as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, this makes all total no. sense. It makes all my, sense. My brain was like. Smart, smart. Yep. Whoever wrote that, you're a goddamn genius. So smart. It's a good way to cover up, uh, you know, uh, old John Kreese. No offense. When you get old, you can't, you can't be doing that stuff. You'll get hurt. You can't. You're, uh, you're not as, uh, you're not as agile and limber as you used to be. It's only natural, you know. It makes mm-hmm. sense. 
and so it, 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 I was like, oh, so smart. I thought it was the smartest thing in the world. You know, they could have hit it with camera tricks and stuff, but I'm so glad that they didn't do that. I'm so glad that they swapped to the younger crease. And I, oh, oh, it's so, so clever. Loved it. Uh, I like Chosen's. Uh, I know I'm swapping from Crease a minute for to go back to Chosen for a second, but I like oh, Chosen. Okay, we're kind of uh, jumping all over the place. I kind of like Chosen talk. I I did like Chosen talking to Tori about why he became a sensei, and it was honor. And it was like the first couple episodes where they yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that, and I was like, which by the way, we'll yeah. continue your thought, and then I'll bring up a question. No, no, no I was done. I was done. Okay, would you would you feel about the? Uh, when when I think it's the first episode where where Chosen and Daniel go up to the new Cobra Kai place, and then he's like, "Wait a minute, I recognize that. That's you know, the 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 same person that that cre- uh, Terry mentions in the movie, and they brought it back to like make it seem like it was actually you know, like like somebody else. And like oh like you know, and and the way he explains it too about like, you know." This guy was, or, or yeah, he wasn't like well known until the Korean War, and that's how he started training all these Americans and stuff. You know, like the mm-hmm. w- the way they just did that, I was like, this is this is great. Like this is this no, is well it was done, fantastic. Yeah. It was a great way to inform us about a character that got mentioned in Karate Kid Part Three. That that uh, I'll be honest with you, I did. I'm glad they put the flashback in there because I didn't remember that. I haven't seen the part Karate Kid Three in like fucking since I was a boy. When I was a boy, you know, like that, it's been a while, but I'm yeah, glad they no, put the flashback in there. I'm glad Chosen recognizes it, explains it perfectly, makes complete fucking sense. The writers of this show know what they are doing. There are lots of other shows out there that they can hand wave shit and get away with it. And for the most of us, most part, we ignore it and go on with it. This show makes sure that you understand everything and it's explained in a way that your brain is like makes complete total sense and you believe it and you're in and it's what makes Cobra Kai so good. Yeah, I say this every season, but I love the way they utilize flashbacks in the show. Mm-hmm. From the movies, from previous seasons of the show, the way they just utilize the damn flashbacks in this are chef's kiss they're so 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 well done they're so good i love it uh yeah what else is there to say like i don't know what else to say go watch it it's so good (laughs) you know like yeah they're they're, uh, how'd you feel about the plan uh with the kids trying to you know with upload the video and while the rest, you know, the adults were fighting. They were they were thinking of fighting with their, uh, you know, uh, not not necessarily with their fists, even though they eventually did end up fighting. But like they, you know, yeah, they were to like, win oh, the, this is cool. This, mind battle. Yeah, they're exactly. They were like, let's go get this, uh, you know, a video and uh, and uh, you know, upload it so that we can, you know, expose Terry and and, and Cobra Kai and all that. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I loved it. I liked the idea that they had to go, they had to go in, infiltrate this place, and uh, get this footage 
um, from the previous season and and try to get it out there so people could see what Crease for what he really is. I liked that it ended up a fight going down. I liked um, our boy fucking uh, uh, Dimitri <laughs> fucking knocking the shit out of uh, oh oh what's the dude's name fucking uh, oh you know, you know what that reminds me of fucking uh, when Stingray uh, brought Daniel uh, Amanda and Miguel's mom to. Uh, you know, to, to the Cobra Kai place. And Daniel's like, oh, I don't want to fight these kids. And the singer is like, oh, don't worry. I'll do it. And he, like, beats up all these fucking <laughs> kids and shit, dude. Yeah, I was fucking like... dying, dude. Uh, yeah. He's like, don't worry, Mr. LaRusso. I got this. Um, You know, the, so... the bully from season one, I can't think of his fucking name. I'm trying to find it in the cast list. I'm sure it's here. Oh, uh, you're talking uh, about the, uh, you're talking about uh, Kyler? Yeah, Kyler. God, that's his name. And Hawk's yeah. like, it's okay. Kyler never learns. Everybody beats his ass, and Dimitri <laughs> proceeds to beat his ass. And I was like, yeah. fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, fucking Kyler is one of the most annoying characters oh in this entire God. show. Oh, my God. He talks so much shit. He's bossing Kenny around, and finally Kenny's like, you know what? You shut up. You follow my but, lead. Yeah. When it, when, yeah, when he and Kenny are, like, being, you know, like, partnering up to do that, he's like, keeps ordering around to do something. Kenny's like... I'm doing everything. You ain't even doing shit. That was, yeah. that was so funny. But Kyler does crack me up where he's like, I need a new follower. All right. Oh, you coming yeah. for the king? Like you're the fucking king. You've got your ass kicked every season. Yeah, uh, he's he, he's he's fucking delusional, but he is. He's annoying, but the actor who, who plays him does such a good job. because Yeah, yeah he, no, he he's does great. Do funny shit. He's great. Uh... Um, too funny, dude. Too funny. Yeah. Um. I liked. Uh, I liked uh, the Miyagi does and Eagle Fangs. Learning the to of... the the well, learning the the, the the where they fight together. Like they realized, hey, protect oh, the eggs, yeah, yeah. protect the eggs, and then it comes into dude, play here. That was so cool the way they <laughs> did that, and then like to protect the egg at the end. That was cool. Yeah, I liked mm. that a lot. That was protect awesome. Protect the egg. And they all, yeah, it's great. No shield up, basically. It was, it was, it was cool, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. They can fight like off much larger opponents. Like, hell yeah. Another thing that cracked me up was when they were like trying to get every like for the for the main the world tournament, and they had the one dude who uh, <laughs> was there with the other guys, and and like. Johnny and, and, and Daniel and Chosen are showing him around like Miyagi-Do and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he's like, and Johnny's like, this guy gets it. You know, he's like, yeah. And he like yells out and all, those, all that other shit he does. That was oh, great, no. man. The fucking Rocky references were hilarious. Um, yeah. He's like, oh, I don't need a name right now, but you guys are going to have to come up with a, you know, with a singular name. That guy, he was, uh, he was pretty good. Um... Yeah, and I just yeah, I just I wish I wish Mike was in it a little bit more because he was kind of like not used as much as I thought he was going to. Yep. Um, um we already kind of mentioned him. Devin it was cool. Lee finally, comes back and joins oh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and dude. Devin have like a little uh, little storyline. Um. Yeah. That was cool. I was like, 
I, she I can't believe she's I forgot about Devin. Fit. You're right, though. She was. She, yeah. She's all. She, I liked her when she was an Eagle Fang last season too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she was great. Mm-hmm. I hope we get to see more of her going forward as well. And I like how it kind of gave Tori like this person that she can see. She's trying to keep so, from becoming like corrupted so, with Cobra Kai. So it's interesting. It 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 makes sense because you have that with Robbie and Kenny. Mm-hmm. With Cobra Kai, and then you have that with Tori and and Devin also in Cobra Kai. So I I I love the way shit mirrors like that, dude. It's so cool, dude. Like it's yeah, great. Uh, so that was a cool little storyline. It's not that's the thing is it's like it's almost like a D plot, right? Like you got your A, you got your B, you got your C. There's a lot going on in this show, and it's not overpowering, but it's there enough. Like you can see how this is influencing like the B and C plot. And I like that yeah. it's there. And it's not too much. It's just the right amount uh, of it. Where I was like, oh, they're kind of friends. And, like, they're, they're working it out. And Tori's trying to protect her. And, and, and you keep her safe, too, at the same time. It's it's really interesting and adds a lot to those characters. Yeah, for sure. And for a show like this that has so many characters... Cobra Kai has a ton of characters spread all over the spectrum of, of, of factions between Cobra Kai, Eagle Fang, and, and Miyagi-Do that, like, they can focus on, like, each one of these people and, like, I could totally see a storyline with this character right now. It just works. I can see a storyline with this character right now. It's working. Like, they give enough each season to these characters yeah. and and that's just fantastic and you know what's crazy about that too is that this show isn't even that long like the episodes are what like 30 to 40 minutes long or something like that yeah they're they're fairly short yeah like i i remember we watched the first five and i was like damn that's it like i i like i thought i thought they were you know i keep thinking they're like longer than they actually are but they're they're not they're like yeah 30 to 40 like the last episode was like almost 50 minutes like it wasn't even an hour like crazy but no it was it was good it's really good I, I i really yeah i just i just love the show man and the characters and everything it's it's so good mm-hmm. it's one also, of those shows that i always recommend people to watch because i'm like yo if you same. haven't seen it like watch it it's fantastic it's great uh one of the worst moments of the show anthony larusso gets a shit swirly when they were going toward oh, that toilet with that kid man. i was like that is not okay that would never. That is not okay. That was terrible. That was awful. That was the worst moment from the show. I was like, "That is so mean to do that to some kid." She finally started to get into the karate stuff too, though. So hopefully, um, get mm-hmm. some growth with him next season. Yeah, and they even they regard. even talk about it. It's like he's not good at the muscle memory stuff, but he he's a he's he's good at thinking on his feet. Um. Uh. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else I'm you want to think mention? of other, I'm trying to think of other things we may have missed. Cause there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's 10 episodes worth of stuff and we, you know, we don't always get everything we gotta, right. We had another crooked ass ref in the in the button. yeah dude i was like i was like not again not after the fucking all value some shit. i was like fuck that referee i kick his ass yeah man fuck that guy 
But uh, no, I don't know. It was. I just again, I just really like the season, man. Like I, 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 I. This is one of those shows that I. It's one of my favorite shows on TV, man. Like I don't really have too much negative things to say about it, if at all. Like I just, it, it, it all. Like my, like my, my minor, like my big complaints are like the the kid, like the the super drama, like over overdoing it with with the with, with the you know Miguel and Sam stuff. Like Sam getting mad. And Miguel after they after she broke up with him, when they weren't even together after he was kissing a girl, like you can't yeah. come on. Yeah, like, come I was on. like, that's, I was like, I understand being hurt in the moment, but like it's like you guys weren't together, so like being mad at him is yeah. stupid. And it's like he's at a party, like they're talking, like, and and Hawk likes you know set him up. He's like, yo, this is my boy. He did this. He did that. And like, you Hawk's know. a good dude, man. I, I, yeah, he's a good. He's, he's a good wingman. Hawk. Hawk is one of my absolute favorite characters in, uh throughout the show because he grows and changes through all five seasons. And like, like like even this season, they're like, what happened to the green Mohawk? He's like, oh, I, it wasn't the right color or whatever, you know. Was yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, for me, like that's like the biggest complaint that I have is just like the super drama these things with like Sam and Miguel and, and stuff like that. But I fucking love the show, dude. Like I'll tell anybody and everybody, like you need to watch Cobra Kai if you haven't. Like I, anytime a new season comes out, I, I fucking try to watch it as soon as possible. Not because, and, and it's like, even with other shows, like I don't, like it doesn't make me want to like, just like watch it all right away. Like I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll watch it when I watch it, you know, but like this, I'm like, dude, I need to, I get on that Cobra Kai, dude, because I want to watch it, man. I need to see it. I need it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what else there is for us to talk about. I'm just, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Again, I know we got Crease for next season back, but I don't know what direction they're going in. Uh, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be very interested. We got. You're gonna have Terry out of the mix for a little bit, like we like we had Crease with this season. Um. Watching Daniel do the kick to Terry, you know, as he dropped them was fantastic during their fight. Uh, the chosen uh, uh, Terry fight was fantastic. They, like I said, they even fought with real weapons and they kind of made it look like chosen was going to be a goner there for a little bit. But then he, you know, he, he should have drank the small island iced tea instead of the the long one, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was funny, man. What, dude, when they were drunk in the limo and even before that, when they were just like. <laughs> hanging out being bros and you know that was cool man i love seeing that type of stuff this was great let's see i'm just gonna list off some of my favorite moments from the season um when johnny's doing the uber stuff and she's like can you play billy eilish and he plays billy idol oh billy idol oh my god dude that was (laughs) dude and then like going on with the uber stuff when he keeps getting one star reviews and everybody's like shitting on him because he's a terrible fucking like uber that shit had me dying, dude. Like, God damn, Johnny. You don't know. Like, this guy. I love Johnny, it's dude, because so he's such an he's such an ignorant, oblivious, like, like character, but like in the funny way, dude, that I I I love it, dude. It's fucking hilarious, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. so funny. It's so funny. Like in the like at the beginning of the season when he got the FBI shirts, you know, the female body inspector. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about that. That <laughs> shit was so funny. They walk into Dude. the building and it's like the FBI's here, they're looking for you. And yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then and then Hector is like, yo, Miguel, we gotta get out of here, man. Let's go somewhere else. 
Oh uh, yeah, shit like that. That's why I love Johnny, dude. He's such a he's such a funny fucking character, man. He cracks me up all the time, dude. I'm looking for Hector the Salazar. Like you, like you don't have to say the Salazar, but he kept saying the Salazar. You know, like it was mm-hmm. too funny, man. Too funny. And he's like, I'm looking for an hombre. You know, I'm looking for a man. Uh, that shit. That shit cracks me up, man. It's custom decal. Thanks. Like we're talking, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's just and so then funny. when they're like trying to get him to move his to move the fucking vehicle because they're gonna tow it away and he, yeah, yeah. That moment's uh, uh, too funny. Another good moment that I really enjoyed was Miguel coming to Robbie's defense in the Cobra Kai fight at the in the in the last episode or last two episodes. I can't remember how long that fight is. Um, like there's a moment where I think Robbie is kind of getting ganged up on and Miguel swings in and saves him and they start fighting back to back and it's fucking dope. I'm like, oh my God, these two master martial artists are fighting with each. And it's so cool. I I, yeah. I was like, well, I've, I've wanted this for so long and it's happening. Yeah, because they've been, they've been on opposing sides this entire time up until this point. And now they're finally on the same team. And I also like that when they work it out, Hawk is still like, a little bit like, man, how can you talk to that guy? He's a shit bird. And it's like, nah, he's not that bad. We were, we which, worked by it the out. way, like, Miguel doesn't talk about him behind his back. He makes it clear. We worked it out. Like, that's cool. Which, by the way, I thought it was super cool that when they were looking for fighters for the to show off with the, uh, you know, for the world uh, tournament thing, uh, Robbie and Miguel were like, or, or Johnny and, and, and Chosen and, and Danny were like, oh, we're having a tough time, you know, between the three of you, who do we, who we want to, you know, represent us or whatever. And then Miguel and Robbie were like, you know what? We thought we we talked it through, and we think Hawk should be the one because he's the champion. And and you know, and, and I thought that was a really cool thing, man. And even even Hawk was like, what? Like he was kind of like surprised by it too, man. So I thought that was a cool moment that they had. It makes sense. Between those three guys, Hawk. Hawk is one of the best fighters on the show. Like his fight with Robbie last season, in the in the tournament, was still probably some of the best choreography i've ever seen like straight up in a for a fight uh like those two guys in that last season season four and you're probably like why are you talking about why are you talking about season four right now because that fight's that goddamn good like those guys are fantastic at it and then like when they put him up for this season to be like yeah we're choosing hawk we talked it through it's hawk i was like yeah yeah he can take him he can he can do it then he got yeah, silver bullet bulleted and the fucking refs paid off and so much shit. But yeah. oh yeah, that was how 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 dare they, dude? Fucking refs, man. Fucking Terry. Damn crooked zebras. Because <laughs> they wear the stripes, you know, it's like a zebra. Um, yeah. Um. Any other moments yeah. you want to bring up? No, I think that's about all I can think of right now. Although I'm sure when we're when we're done, I'll think of a million more. Um, it, it, that's the way it always goes. We always think of shit after after we're done. But anyway, I think if you wanna if you wanna call it there, we can we can call it there. We can call it there. Overall, it there. another fantastic season of Cobra Kai. I absolutely love this show. The characters and the actors and everybody involved knows what they're doing. They continue to consistently put out great seasons time and time again every year they bring they put them out and it's 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 one of those shows that like 
every time they're like, there's a new season. I always get hyped and excited to watch it because it's, it's just they know what they're doing, man. Like, I, I there are very few shows that do that for me, and, and this is one of them, man. And I just, I, 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 I love it. I love it. I, I hope they keep doing this show. If, if the quality is gonna stay at this this level, go for as long as you need to, and as long as the actors and actresses want to do it. As long as well, as long as everybody involved wants to keep rolling the way they're doing it, I don't see any reason why they should stop. You know, yeah. if they can keep the story and and everything like good, con, con, as good as it's been, roll, keep it rolling, man. I'll keep watching. So hell yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same, man. All right, that's gonna do it for the that topic in this episode so we're gonna go ahead and throw it over to our goodbye screens dt you are up my friend you are on the main screen it's all you thank you guys for watching this episode or listening to this episode of the clockwork canteen episode 131 cobra kai season five uh that was a lot of fun we had two weeks worth of news to catch up on so it was a bit of a longer episode and uh yeah i had a lot of fun uh talking about Cobra Kai, one of my favorite shows. Uh, coming up for me, I'm going to be streaming more Elden Ring. Uh, the videos have started going up on YouTube, so if you want to check out my playthrough, check that out. And then if you want to see me play it live, you can come see me play it live because I'm still playing it over on my channel. Go follow me and, and, and hit me up on all the you know socials you see on the sidebar there. Um, next week, be uh talking about our favorite gaming companions so come check that out next episode thanks guys we'll see you guys we'll see you all next time bye bye peace out all right guys thank you for stopping in on the today's episode of the clockwork cantina there's been quite a few of you in here we appreciate you make sure to go check out the youtubes and stuff down over there right over there right right there right down there um for some of the trailer reactions and stuff that i have on my channel uh make sure to follow the twitch the spotify all the deal we're available on everything it's pretty much um uh go subscribe to the youtube check out those trailer reactions make sure to follow us on twitter um i am a dice maker i have an etsy shop make sure to check that out 902 dice creations we have an instagram where i post dice and stuff on there so if any of that interests you polyhedral dice for dnd stuff i make you buy i send um uh the shop's doing really well we have a new logo um so yeah that's gonna do it for this episode guys we will see you next time and uh keep loving each other <laughs>